0: Uh, before we begin I'd like to uh clear the air if that's okay uh, yeah sure go ahead um a really close friend of mine just died recently and they their their last wish to me was for me to like find my own path oh and I'm, I'm yeah. so
1: sorry like, like go ahead
0: oh uh, yeah thanks yeah he, he never saw that steamroller coming oh, oh, oh my god <laughs> so to find my to find my own path um you know I, I have to come clean uh six years ago I had a different had like a different friend pass away. Um and he was like really excellent person, like a, a super good singer, super angelic voice, really smart engineer, um just handsome as all get out. Everyone loved him. Really knew how to light up a room with his smile. Um like uh Nobel Peace Prize winner, um absolute just gem of a person. Like incredible body and like um Super adored by his millions and millions of fans and followers. Um just can't really reiterate it enough. Like really handsome and really, really great, spectacular person.
1: He sounds like a great guy. Yeah, he
0: never saw that steamroller coming. His name was Jerome Barbatsis. Wait wait, wait, what? You may be familiar with him. Um yeah, so that is not who I am, and in, in my grief, obviously, from losing such a stellar, amazing, wonderful, immaculate person in my life um, that everyone loved, but like me especially, I'm going to make it about me. Uh, I wanted to to take up his work, sort of carry on his legacy, and that was like the only way I could really cope with such an uh, incredible, immeasurable loss. Um, so I grabbed his flattened, steamrolled face and wore it as my own. So you see, I'm really. Oh my god That's right I'm Tony and Emmy Award winning actor Brian Cranston Best known for my portrayal of Walter White in the hit series Breaking
1: Bad I I, I have so many questions really? I, uh,
0: really? I I explained it pretty perfectly I, I guess Would you like some of my mescal? Actually, Dos hombres, I brewed it with Aaron Paul
1: Actually call sounds nice
0: Oh, Oh no, what's that? Oh no, not again.
1: Wait, I, I don't hear anything. Oh no! No! It's a storm of buds, and we're going to tell you
0: about how we saved the world. This episode of Storm buds, we meet a cute little kobold who loves his parents, we engage in an epic battle with the warriors of darkness, and we watch as Humpty Dumpty takes a big fall off of Belzar's wall. Welcome to Storm buds, everybody. I'm your warrior of light, Jerome Barbatis, and I'm joined by my fellow warrior of light, Alex Hambrock say hello to everyone hello and happy week before Thanksgiving Uh uh-huh yep that's great this isn't going to come out until (laughs) that's true they're not (laughs) going to hear this until after Thanksgiving (laughs) well
1: now you know when we're recording it
0: yeah great They've, they've uh, i'm just uh, i'm just at a, I'm at a loss here here we go <laughs> there is so much we have no. to go over so we are talking I, we're <laughs> talking this is the uh this is StormBuds. welcome to StormBuds. we are a final fantasy 14 uh recap podcast and today we are recapping the main story quest content of uh patches 3.4 and 3.5 and 3.55 so the soul surrender and the far edge of fate well, uh right off the bat, I kind of want to get get a gut check episode gut check. Actually, yeah, I got episode gut check. How would you enjoy this patch content? Um five the, words. Five words? Yeah. Just make it fun. Five words. Five words that you to just summarize your opinion. Put you on the spot. Really good setup also sad. <laughs> That's true. I'll I'll go I'll go for it. Got rid of five macguffins <laughs> <laughs> it, is, it does get rid of five macguffins oh my god <laughs> halfway through this content i was like should we record two episodes for this and
1: then i was it's like really no big.
0: we have to get to Stormblood. <laughs> we do have to get to Stormblood." um but first we got any side quests to take care of
1: um i have actually been playing this new game that just came out mm. called Pentiment, which
0: is i've cool. heard that game is excru- excru- excruciatingly dry uh, I- I don't know if dry. It's, it's, it's like... so. I heard it's real boring.
1: It's charming. It's charming. You have to be down to, like, you know, to engage in some japery with, like, some medieval peasants and, like, run around the abbey and work on your your masterpiece of, like, scriptural illustration. But if you're down for all of that, it's also a murder mystery.
0: Huh. It's,
1: it's like, kind of... It's like Night in the Woods esque in the way that it controls, wow. but it looks like a little like um like a little medieval painting with like all the little two D people or whatever.
0: I see.
1: But it actually kind of feels Disco Elysium esque. All right. I, I, I don't know. It's interesting. I'm only like an hour in. The the Baron that whoever one hates just got murdered. I imagine I'm going to spend time trying to figure out wow. who murdered that guy. Spoilers. It's like it's like I the premise care. of the game. I don't but care. <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm kind of enjoying. Like these, you know, these 16th century peasants basically telling me about how they feel about the Abbey and God and how much they hate God and or how much they love God and hate the Abbey is really what it breaks Uh, down to.
0: All right. Well, if Pentiment sounds like your cup of tea, check it out and let us know and email us how you like that game. (laughs) Email us is going to be our thing, even though I don't know. Um,
1: It really was. Well, it it was prophetic, right? That like we we kind of like not really prophetic.
0: Not really. It was pretty easy to see. Like, this is that that whole saga, right? Yeah,
1: but like, I don't know. We, we said fuck Twitter, I think, a good week and a half before everyone else started really grasping just how bad shit was going to get over uh, there. Eh,
0: I wouldn't say prophetic, but I, w- I would say eh, we lo- we observed with our eyes. Yeah. So um, regardless of that, you know, you can reach us on TikTok and YouTube probably at some point. You know, we'll check those once in a while or just email us again. Anyway, or I don't know. Pi- write a letter. <laughs> I hmm. We need <laughs> write it to, to someone. We need a PO box. We need a PO. I, yeah, we I, definitely need a PO box for I'm not the a mail address on air.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, my side quest mostly. I've been playing Tekken Seven. Ooh, yeah, how's it been going? <laughs> That's fun. Didn't your fights. I'm, I'm an fight anime, and I'm up to. I'm up to like green ranks, which is like not great, but it's fun. It's just. um no, don't you pour that fucking tea. We're going to wait to take a break <laughs> okay, at some point, and then you can pour the fucking tea. Don't... Oh, I swear to God, I had to edit out so many so much tea sipping okay. last episode for both of us. It's, I'm not saying it's you. Tekken 7. <laughs> Tekken 7 was it, it. I'm an anime uh, slap people. She slaps and she's sexy. She's the same voice actress. I was like Valera from um, World of Warcraft slash Hearthstone, if you're familiar with that stuff. Tara Platt is her name? I don't know. She does a great job um lover but that's that's about it that's about as willing much time as i'm willing to spend on our side quests if i'm if i'm not playing final fantasy 14 i was probably playing that or working on myself personally but that is neither here nor there that's the, a future podcast so the um, uh, getting right into our 3.4 content patch soul surrender our first quest is uh promises kept i believe so yeah. take us away with uh the summary and i will provide as usual hilarious color commentary yeah well so so
1: i mean emmerich invites us to dinner he's like hey a lot of crazy stuff happened why don't we you know catch up over over a meal Uh uh-huh and so uh we and there's even a fake out here not a fake out like as we're watching this meal happen, the butler pours the drinks in a really suspicious way. Oh yeah, and I was kind of like, "What are we? Is one of us going to get poisoned? Are we?" They're really do focusing
0: a lot on those drinks. They're like playing with our PTSD. Are we going to get point.
1: to use like the the falling cup sound effect again? But yeah, yeah, no, yeah. no. Anyway, no. Um. So and Emmerich is like, boy, like we really can't afford to like materially be thankful to the alliance for all the help that they gave so we're going to be sort of symbolically thankful to the science that's the same thing right and yeah, sure okay whatever mm-hmm. but then um oh and then like you know we toast and someone bursts in oh no it's people yeah, are bursting get, in.
0: we get blocked
1: we get blocked because um if Thancred has returned something with a wounded woman and they need my presence an injured maiden and this is where we first get our, what I thought might be our new Stormblood narrator, but mm-hmm. it turns out probably is not. Yes. <laughs> uh, new
0: narrator voice. We get a new narrator voice from... from uh, tragedy and sacrifice, we rise to greet a
1: new dawn. For every ending marks a new beginning.
0: As did he.
1: And then we meet Alize. Yes, turns out Alize, she got... um. Right, we, we watched, saw this. Because we, we saw this, she got an arrow. She got her. arrowed by the... Um, arrowed! Yeah. She got arrowed by the Warriors of Darkness... And then Thankred came across her while he was also tailing them. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, um, I'm just like, well, she got air to the shoulder. No problem. I have astrologian up to 60. Benefic 2. Problem solved. But no, apparently the poison still lingers in her blood. Um, Alfeno is pretty shaken by this, obviously. Yeah. You know, like they've kind of been split off for the most they part since they arrived.
0: Good char- they do a good job of taking this time for Alfeno to explain what his sister is to him. Pretty succinctly, mm-hmm. um, which is nice. It f- reminds us or like puts the emotional investment back into their relationship as they're bringing this new character, new-ish character, back into the fold.
1: Especially if like if you haven't done the Bahamut quest or whatever. Yes,
0: but you should. <laughs> it's very likely that they're skippable, but it's nice to have that done now.
1: Yeah, and I get the impression that, like, that she's going to be sticking around a lot more going forward, mm-hmm. which is good because I like her.
0: Yeah, um, she's excellent. Probably my favorite character in the entire game, so I'm excited to have her back in Ooh. our life. I love her voice actress, too. Uh, I don't remember the voice actress's name. I was going to Google it. It's, it starts with a B. Beth. Betty? Beth. <laughs> I don't know.
1: Brenda? I. <laughs> anyway, she wakes up. She asks for me. She wants us to know. Probably doesn't uh, start with a B
0: at all. <laughs> Probably just like Rachel. <laughs> brachel <laughs> <laughs> um yes she, she she barely gives us the chance she's just like uh warriors of darkness all the primal slaughter Assians go they do it's it like yeah
1: nailed it that's exactly what she sounds uh-huh. like you sound just like Rachel. Mm-hmm. um but they <laughs> didn't didn't we know this I don't know, whatever. I feel like we knew
0: this already. But anyway, next
1: quest. Shadows of the First. Mm-hmm. now is determined. She risked her life to bring us this info. We need to go stop the Warriors of Darkness. Oh, yeah.
0: I forgot to mention the Ixal part. So oh. the Ixal are specifically going to summon Garuda. hmm
1: Yes, we need to go stop the Ixal from summoning Garuda so that the Warriors of Darkness can't kill Garuda because that advances their plan. Whatever emrick is like, take our fastest airship. Garuda's a problem for us too. And i was like, they shoot down every ship that approaches. No, unfortunately, we must walk into more. Walk into Zelfital.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: So that we sucks. get some knights to accompany us. We go to Camp Dragonhead. We sneak through the mountain pass. Yada yada yada. We just we take the long way around into the Excel territory, and we go into our first dungeon of this content.
0: Yeah. So Zelfital. Zelfital is the dungeon. Um, I think this is a pretty well liked. Dungeon. Um
1: I have it down here that's dungeon, it's cool as shit.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of falling deb- So it's like on uh, the first section of it, there's a the cliffside path and there's a bunch of falling debris as you're kind of pulling things through. Um and killing the trash. Whatever. There's a lot of wind happening. Very, very, very chaotic. The first boss is a guy who is tied to like this hot air balloon and then he like gets shot like it, he has moments where he goes into the air and then you have to go underneath like a, a wind, a little a little twister. To launch mm-hmm. yourselves up to pop his air balloon with your body. <laughs> it's pretty great. Um, that's pretty cool. Afterwards, you go inside this kind of side mountain where there's like these, like almost, I mean, it almost just, it's just a bunch of huts on scaffolding. Um, and you go up, kill the trash, droppages drop as you kill the trash. The second boss is a guy with a huge fan who just sort of blows you around the arena if and you have to use some. Um, some walls kind of strategically placed to stop yourself from getting blown into spikes. The third part, you're kind of at the top of this mountain. Um, You're, there are some war balloons that are like coming and dropping the ads off that you have to kill. And then you ride some little wind gondolas (laughs) to the, uh, there's like a mini boss or whatever. I don't remember The Then you fight the final boss um, who is the head of the tribe, tribe, I suppose. Um, He, then he is he's like in the midst of summoning Garuda. Um, Of course, I just ran in his level 90 and I actually successfully stopped him from summoning Garuda <laughs> because I just shot him down. But Garuda does get summoned mid fight. So you have to dodge some of like Garuda's old mechanics while you're dodging some of his. So there's a lot. It's mostly just dodging, but it looks very cool. And then it's like, oh, cool. Neat. Well, shit. <laughs>
1: This dungeon looked cool they, and it was pretty frictionless. It was pretty nice.
0: Yes, uh, a lot. Of, frictionless is a good way to describe it. So, cutscene. Afterwards, uh, uh, looks like we succeeded. We
1: did it. We foiled the warriors of Darkness's plot just in time for them to show up, and they're sort of peeved but also amused that we're here. We get a good old taunt, uh, taunting Afano for looking just like Alice, which is always funny. Mm-hmm. And um, didn't I shoot you? <laughs> and then, like, their leader figure uh, stops her from. Fu- the leader figure is like a mysterious man. Wait.
0: Yes, there's an. uh, Is he hooded in this cutscene? No, he has to be. He's not hooded. Um, he's not. So there's there's a, a sixth person that was previously not with the Warriors of Darkness who prevents them from just shooting. Who prevents the Ranger from shooting the other twin at this point? Um, by just with a with a cool little anime wave of the hand. Um, he's got, you know. Medium length gray hair and is in a big, uh, big he- he- healer robe, and the, uh, and um, the warrior of darkness also says that uh you know the Ascian, Lydibus wouldn't want unnecessary bloodshed. Don't need to hu- yeah. upset our Ascian with unnecessary bloodshed. I guess I'm like okay, weird.
1: Right. And then the sure. axeman, I just have him here as axeman, the mm-hmm. ax the axe wielding warrior of darkness. The yeah, actual he's, he's the warrior, warrior darkness. of darkness. <laughs> yeah, he's not the paladin of darkness, or the sorcerer of darkness uh-huh. or whatever. Um, he's like. Alfen was like, "What on earth is your plan?" And he decides to do. Like, he's like, "Very well, I will tell you our entire backstory right here in this one cutscene." Yeah, why not? Okay, whatever. Lore we know at this point: mm-hmm. it's a long time in the past, Hadland and Zodiac were sundered, light and dark separated from each other, mm-hmm. and thus thirteen ref- like worlds, mm-hmm. fourteen worlds, whatever re- re- reflections were sprung out into reality. Um, their world was the one that was closest to the source of light, mm-hmm. and so they were blessed with light. And so in their world, they were kind of the Warriors like they were the heroes, and they succeeded rather easily at successfully, sort of like you know, defeating the Asians and forcing out all darkness, and thus their world basically, with no darkness left to balance anything, began flooding with light, which annihilates all shadow and color and ultimately light itself, eventually mm-hmm. leading towards the consumption of their world, leaving nothing but blank perfection. Which yeah. I think is very cool. Mm-hmm. This, this is a thing that I have had in my mind for a while now. And if this is kind of where some of the plot stuff is heading, like pro- maybe not in Stormblood, but like I assume as we get more into this stuff and the later expansions, dealing with sort of the the fact, like d- complicating the idea that light represents goodness and dark represents badness, is something mm-hmm. that I'm always interested in. And right. the idea that like you know, like like oh, like no, light is also sort of eradicating is is an interesting sort of angle to take on the power of Heidlen and the power and the powers at play here.
0: Right. So to rectify that they want to bring forth a calamity they are of the mind that the calamity will rejoin i mean it is the ardor they call it and then it will rejoin the first to um to their do they refer to it
1: as they call it the ardor uh-huh. and like and the, yeah i think this is something the ascians have told them the ascians have told them that if they help the ascians out with their plan the result will be the rejoining of worlds and the salvation of their own mm-hmm. pretty much um and so like well look hmm. whatever i mean if we get to doom this world to save ours we're gonna do it yeah so you know are, they're prepared to do whatever it takes are we prepared to do whatever it takes and then they all teleport out yes Boom. end of it's smoke bomb
0: okay two sides of the coin next quest <sighs> We go back to we're like there was a moment I wanted to highlight in that Mm -hmm. last quest though actually, where the that sixth person just kind of stands there and stares for a bit and then Alan says like if you have anything to say just say it now, (laughs) that's what he sounds like, Um, and then he doesn't but he just like stares at us creepily for a second. At this point, do you know who that is? Did you know who that no, was? No, I had no idea who you had that was. no idea? Okay, that's no, funny. I,
1: it, we'll, we'll talk about this reveal a bit later. I I enjoy it, and I'm also annoyed by it. We'll talk about it a bit later. <laughs> okay.
0: There's, you have no idea who it was. All right. No, no idea who it was. That's funny. The um, We'll see. Uh, so the next quest is Two Sides to a Coin, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, yeah. So we go back to check
1: on Alice. A. Under Ishola's care, she's doing much better. Thancred thinks that the War of Darkness story is bullshit, but Alpha knows has some more doubts about that. Mm -hmm. Why do they go about defeating primals? You know, to drive the beast people to summon stronger and stronger primals in order to escalate the chance of a calamity. Um, And Emmerich's like, look, this is going to be just a cycle of power answered with power in a vicious cycle. But, you know, there's an obvious way to break the cycle. Engage with... er, Sorry. That's my commentary. It's not the game's commentary. Emmerich says, power answered with power in a vicious cycle. We have to stop the beast people from summoning all of Mm -hmm. the primals. My commentary is... There remains an obvious way to break the cycle. Just engage with them as equals and enter into agreements in good faith that you maintain. The asymmetry Mm -hmm. continues to be maddening here. Like just, (laughs) This is a, I don't know, it's a theme I'm not sure this game's ever going to fully grapple with. But I'm just like, you keep treating all of these peoples like shit and then acting surprised when they keep summoning primals. Mm -hmm. This is a problem of your own making. But the Ascian plot appears to be that once it becomes clear that all the old gods are useless they will um i'm sorry i'm trying to follow how this plotting here works so whatever the asian plot doesn't matter right now the point is that um there are supply lines that are being set up to send lots of crystals to the beast peoples uh, like to enable them to summon more and more powerful primals Mm -hmm. those are supply lines that we need to disrupt and so we're going to split off and handle different groups
0: yeah so we head off with Alice. and Alfino yes. to Okomoro or in the outer Lenosha to deal with the kobolds.
1: Mm-hmm. We're gonna meet with Orianje there. Mm-hmm. And oh, no,
0: we oh yeah, we go to well, we go to Waking um, Sands first. Oh yeah, no, we go to Waking right. Sands
1: to meet with Ari- Ariange. And um, Tataru says before we go, or er, I made you new clothes, and she mm-hmm. emerges wearing a cool tan jacket thing with
0: nope. Oh yeah, she, she, she gives Alice a new like, trench coat <laughs> with a red lining to kind of give her her red color to sort of make her you know Uh,
1: alice sorry i'm doing a bad job of being clear tonight Uh alice emerges with new clothes did you say alpha now no i said alice alison alice
0: yeah alice alice yeah why what what was the confusion i
1: i don't think i said her name it made it sound like tataru came out with new clothes oh okay whatever alice has a (laughs) awesome tan coat and no
0: pants (laughs) uh yeah she's got a little skirt and under there i guess um and tall boots uh she's got a little leg showing she, good good for her and
1: she keeps saying things like sorry i was useless before and sorry in advance if i fail you i'm like girl have some confidence in yeah, yourself she'll figure it out
0: so uh well we go to the um waking sands to apprise orianger of the sitch mm-hmm. and he says he's heard of a plan
1: to awaken t- he's heard of a plan to awaken titan again and we need to be off but right as we're about to go
0: alice a says how the fuck did you know that <laughs> yeah
1: she's like is there anything else you want to say she, he was actually yeah, quite he's quite brief. He's terse. Mm-hmm. And he's normally quite verbose. She's like, she's suspicious of him. But um She's like, okay, well, thanks for the info. While we're gone, can you research this Ardor thing they're talking about and how it's supposed to break down world barriers and all of that? And she's like <laughs> may, may I have, guess. Yes. May
0: Mayhap consult the Jaron Oracles.
1: <laughs> yes, the Jaron Oracles.
0: <laughs> um that is, if you were paying attention or have t- been taking extensive notes, the book that Arianger went to the Great Google Library quite oh, some time ago to go get. I remember that cutscene. Yes, there was an assy in there, right? There was an assy in there. Do you remember which assy it was?
1: I don't fucking remember all these assholes. <laughs> was that Alitabus?
0: It was. Okay, he's <laughs> the one with the white right rope. White rope. Okay. Yes. Uh, all right, yeah, they're they're, the clues are there at this point. <laughs> okay. The unlikely allies is the next quest.
1: Okay. The kobolds of Ugamaro—they've been more aggressive lately, and like you know, the the camp of like you know Lenoscan Lenoskins. Lenosian. Okay. Like ocean. The who have been sent to like you know watch them—they think there might even be a kobold skulking around trying to steal their crystals, but we track it down, and he's just a little kid. He's a little kid kobold. He's very cute. He's adorable. He runs away from us like four times, but we finally fight, could mm-hmm. crack him down. Um, but he apparently showed up to ask be, ask for help because the patriarch of his little kobold clan is trying to summon the great father again. And he doesn't want that to happen because, like, you know, other kobolds in, within inside their community understand that the summoning titan is not exactly a great thing and including his parents including his parents yeah all the kobolds who spoke up against this apparently have been sort of imprisoned and maybe killed to use as and i quote coke for the furnace which yeah. is terrifying Yeah. so um Alpha now finds all of this just positively barbaric which is like Alphano, how, how many people have you killed but so we need to go stop the summoning something titan again which brings us to the beast that mourned at the heart of the mountain next quest
0: so, yeah, we we, kept, we we pick up a bunch of crystals, right? Right, And then yes. we go in there. Yes, no. And then all we have to do at this point is we we kind of, I thought the beast said, no, I, th- I feel like the cutscene comes before this quest. There's like a cutscene wherein all this shit happens. And then the beast quest is the one where we just kill Titan.
1: M- but whatever, maybe like the the child whose name is Gabu, Gabu, he leads us around to a bunch of different crystal stashes. Yeah, and Alpha notices. Wait a second, like these boxes full of crystals had Ishgardian seals on them that have been carefully removed. That's yeah. weird. The kobolds probably didn't go to get them from Kurthus, so <laughs> <Pretty> far away. <laughs> someone is smuggling them in, and um. Yeah. The, we find the um, the third cast of crystals are missing. They've already been moved in. No more stealth. Time for a frontal assault. We teleport into the heart of the Titan platform thing. Yeah. Where the Patriarch is yelling at his people to hurry up. Mm-hmm. Um, and Gabu asks, like, yes, where are my parents? And in response, we just pan over to a bunch of bodies in the sidelines. It's pretty fucked up. Yeah. And was like, you monster, how could you? And the Patriarch seems genuinely thrown by this like he didn't quite expect it to be called out <laughs> like the, the whole point is that you know that the kobolds are his capital h and yeah. that he capital h drinks of their blood and eats of their flesh to draw on their strength and defend them from his tyranny from tyranny mm-hmm. like this is the whole this the whole focus of their belief system right they sacrifice themselves to summon titan who mm-hmm. protects them that's
0: that's not great but i get how it works as a belief system and they need ether and they need prayer right Mm -hmm. or fervent belief or something
1: so Alphano responds with like hey i I understand i get it i do you you're full of fear
0: you're full of hate i think alice is like you monster right and then Alphano actually takes a more diplomatic approach you might be right yeah Mm Hmm. because 'cause 'cause has been here before yes and alice is like holy shit (laughs) she's she tends to be the the one that's a little more emotional (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes,
1: Alpha <laughs> here is saying like, "Look, you would do whatever it takes to deliver your people from despair, but in pursuit of this, you have sacrificed those you wanted to protect. Renounce this course," and then the patriarch just, just yeah, oh, the the most rips into him. The most. <laughs> I am glad someone has finally said this. He says. And do what? Make another peace to be abandoned at the Overdweller's convenience? You are oathbreakers, all of you. You are liars and betrayers. You take and you take, and when you have had your fill, you sue for peace. You propose that this time is the last until you grow hungry again, and then when we dare defend ourselves, you declare that this beast tribe cannot be suffered to live. Mm-hmm. That our god drains the land of Ether and brings only suffering and destruction to on all. You ruined your own lands, you will not ruin ours. <laughs> He is correct about everything.
0: Correct about all of that. Those are the things that do happen.
1: <laughs> that is just, that is the constant state of affairs here, right? Mm-hmm. Is that, it's that sort of, it is the particular way that he calls out that, like, that I appreciate the game correctly recognizing the pattern of the dynamic here which is that sort of thing that so often happens in kind of conflicts over territory like this yeah in which you do the the thing where you encroach a little bit and then you see for peace and then you encroach a little bit mm-hmm. and then you say oh no we're done fighting we're gonna we're gonna like you know be peaceful now and you just keep sort of like incrementally escalating these conflicts and carving off territory yeah and then saying oh no no more of that we're gonna we're gonna all be good and be friends now and that is is, is what has been happening here and it is nice to see someone say it Absolutely. So he seems kind of thrown off from the whole summoning Titan thing.
0: But while that's happening, yeah.
1: Yeah, Gabu is trying to wake up his parents and they failed to wake up and he's starting to cry out in despair and the crystals begin to glow and then Titan's rock music kicks in. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Which is great. And then the boulders begin to aggregate um, and this little goblin boy is crying for his... Kobold boy is crying for his parents and waha Titan is reborn. And... He um basically we fend him off and we need to take the kobolds and get out of here.
0: Alphino just throws his carbuncle on Titan's Well, Titan does one thing first. One, Titan also cries for his parents. Yes. Worth noting. Um Titan also punches the shit out of every goblin. He does, <laughs> yes. Titan is not does not care about his own people, I guess. Um and then Alfino summons his obsidian carbuncle, throws it on Titan's face, and then we abscond with uh everyone intact mm-hmm. uh, uh and gabu kind and, of
1: yeah and then outside we catch a breath and we're like okay there weren't a lot of crystals should be pretty weak warrior of light you go back in there and deal with that uh-huh. <laughs> so okay so we do um which
0: in I- that fight but in that fight we we just queue up for titan heart again which you can solo at this point even if you're like level 60 um but the audio the the event cues are yes. different for you um they did code in that titan is titan is just repeating the things gabu said to his dead parents
1: which which uh, again so interesting that like that there is on the one hand some sort of essence to these primals Mm -hmm. some sort of like you know spiritual probably like personness out in the void that gets manifested into the primal but on the other hand like the faith of whoever is summoning them gets imprints onto them they're sort of i don't know it it is like it is a merger of Mm -hmm. consciousness or a merger of intention in a way that is continues to be cool
0: you got to quit slamming your iPad down. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to break that thing.
1: Anyway, we, we beat Titan. We get back to camp. Gabu is kind of catonic at this point. Mm-hmm. He's staring at the fire wordlessly. He's sort of stunned.
0: They're like, we're not sure if he's tempered.
1: Yeah, everyone's like, has this kid been made into a thrall? Do we need to put him down?
0: Yeah, but I mean, LSA now is kind of the first person in all of the realm that is saying that this one does not deserve to die <laughs> mm-hmm. even if he is tempered you know um he was i mean he acted heroically really yeah. um but uh, uh, she's also kind of attached to this t- poor child that lost his parents and he's not behaving like a th- he's not like attacking anyone or his eyes aren't like you know the full tr- well it's a k- kobold well, okay yeah you can't but- really tell. it's hard to tell um but the uh yeah, his behavior still isn't in line with other tempered. So, like, something's off here about him. But like, there's not really any other explanation. Maybe he just had a mental breakdown. I mean, that's kind of my
1: interpretation of it. Or just mm-hmm. like he got overwhelmed by the power or something. Possibly
0: Whatever. a little of both. Um, yeah, but he, yeah. Uh, so they take him into custody at the at, at, at camp, um, and we move on. basically Well, we have a nice um, cutscene with Alize. Mm-hmm. Now that we've kind of had our first sort of scene with her, complete scene, and what kind of sort of establishes what she's all about, she takes the time to reflect on um, what it is she used to see in this realm and then what it is that changed within her after our time at the Coils together. Um, and yeah
1: it's it's her and gabu out under the stars looking up yeah and she's reflecting on the fact that like when she first showed up here the thing she could not get over was that her grandfather basically sacrificed himself for the people of eorzea mm-hmm. and she was like why did he do that why did what was in these people that was worth so much to him that he would like take himself from my life that he would deprive me of himself by sacrificing himself for these people who yes. i just i can't see anything i don't understand why he cared so much about this place these
0: damn historical revisionists and these Warmongers. <laughs> Basically. Yeah, I mean, she's kind of on the side of the beast tribes. Really. Yeah.
1: But then, like, the Bahamut stuff helped her get over that a bit, but mm-hmm. she still hasn't really enjoyed her travel since then because they've been filled with a lot of people dying who she can't but save.
0: She remembered one particular event in her life, I think, upon reflection, wherein Louis Sois said to his son, so their father, uh, to ignore the plight of those is not. My, one might conceivably save is not wisdom it is indolence so he so she understands now that there are people that she has the power and cap- capacity to help and save and um that 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 there's there's something to be said for um not being too, so stubborn that you don't want to help i don't know like it, it, it's it's the like, it's, like- the idea that like that like even if you think it's hopeless you Mm -hmm. need to try and save other people
1: you need to try and help other people because like like the act of doing so is worth doing in and of itself even Mm
0: -hmm. if even if you can't actually save them right um cool yeah it's great uh and then she she reflects that like oh Alphano has also changed so much i almost see him like an elder brother but don't tell him and he's like eavesdropping like a little shit. (laughs) here's it but yeah these two i love the twins Twins are great. Twins are great. I would die I, for the twins. I, I would die for the twins. Happen- it's happening. They they started it annoying. <laughs> uh-huh. They're winning me over. <laughs> Moving on to whatever the next quest is. Also, well, I think this is part of Beneath a Star Filled Sky. Because oh, we, sure. we close
1: yeah. that and then we get to another cutscene of our warrior of darkness regarding an orange crystal. Um mm the boss man great I, I haven't oh isn't, it,
0: isn't he talking to our, our mystery uh... yeah our mystery gray haired man uh-huh.
1: yeah he's like why are you clinging to mother's tainted gifts and um you know, titan's demise was not enough to spur the kobolds to like you know to further so like you know they didn't actually advance their plan but our mysterious figure says that we are to proceed as outlined and warrior of darkness kind of loses it he's like look it's not your world in the balance this plot isn't working what are we doing here this is way too slow Mm-hmm. The uh, our mysterious figure is like you know, hey Ishgard is taken care of. The science will come down on us now if we're not careful. We need to go slow. We need to keep this plan moving. And I think
0: so. May I think? I think that's a little bit different than how what I saw. What I okay. saw was that there was that what they were doing was sort of Plan A, mm-hmm. and now Plan A is not working, and now they're switching to Plan B, or maybe what they were doing was already sort of Plan B in sort of a way that's going to um, get there. You know, like it's kind of they, what they were doing was a, maybe a little bit of a compromise to what Elidibus wanted. And now it's like, and now this, this, the, the, the this boss man, gray haired man is like, Hey, I think Elidibus was right. And we need to proceed with what he said. Right. Um, oh, okay. Is that what's going Yeah. 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 And now we're going to like, we have to,
1: Because the plan here ends up becoming, okay, well, what's a fast way to kick off a Calamity? What if you just killed the warrior flight?
0: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like, we have to, like, okay, we're just going to do this thing instead. I don't know if that was actually, I don't think that was Elidibus' plan. Maybe they are, again, going off of it. There's something, they are, of course, the the, the point is they're switching gears at this point Mm -hmm. because Ishgard is no longer a distraction for the Scions of the Seventh Dawn and they can resume... Their primal paying attention yeah,
1: to everything duties. the wars of darkness are doing yeah and, and also like as we're going to learn here what's really going on here is they're all like that they're all being that, that the wars of darkness are being pretty manipulated but yes we're gonna get to it what no the assians
0: <laughs> <laughs> manipulating people
1: <laughs> to further their ends so our axe man leaves and our gray-haired figure then starts talking quite poetically at length yes <laughs> <laughs> what good a creed one cannot uphold? What hurts soothed? What li- line saved, oh hapless fool? Did you figure what it out that at, that this ru- point? Yeah, <laughs> at this point? At this point, when he goes, Minfilia, my friends, I shall now not now beg your forgiveness. And as Munbrida remains steadfast, so shall he. knows, like, oh, it's Orianjay. Okay, that's what's happening here. Which... okay we'll get we'll get to it. complicated feelings about how the ends are playing out but sure the next morning we prepare to leave but uh Alice and Gabu are missing G- or we find them Gabu seems no better. He's basically catatonic. Alicesay insists the guard captain take care of him um you know he's like hey, l- little kid warned us before stuff got bad with Titan so of course we're gonna look after him we'll mm-hmm. we'll take care of him. Uh, at the Waking Sands, my note here says, "Why is this quest not over?" At the Waking Sands, Orianjay is happy to hear of our success. Get used to it. <laughs> well we were going to get, yeah, I look at these and I'm like, "Oh, it's like a not quest this <laughs> it oh, for this not best patch." Oh my god, forty five minutes. Yeah, no, get used to it. <laughs> at the Waking Sands, Orianjay is happy to hear of our success. Well, he did continue the research that Alice asked for. And, oh, fuck. It turns out that every Umbro Calamity we've experienced has been the destruction of one of those other worlds. Mm-hmm. Which So, yeah. like, there were, like... Um, there were 13. And there have been seven calamities. There are, yep. like, six worlds left. <laughs> yep. That's that's dark. Yeah. That's really dark. Yeah, <laughs> And if the Warriors of Darkness succeed, everyone in... Oh, and so the actual thing the Warriors of Darkness are doing here, which I think mm-hmm. they know about... Yeah. ...is that the actual success of their plan isn't even to save their world it's just to sort of to take their world out in such a way that everyone who's currently in yeah, there so, will get raptured up to join the live stream
0: yeah uh yes so currently the the void is so there have been seven calamities um and there's an eighth planet that has succumbed to an element but did not cause a calamity okay that's the void um if they so they say okay if we don't if elitibus is like oh well, you guys we were trying to stop we were trying to stop this this flood of light and now you kinda of fucked it up. But like so now so that's things this thing is gonna self destruct, right? Mm-hmm. If you want your entire planet to not be mindless light husks, mindless, you know, bayonetta enemies <laughs> basically, um then uh you're gonna wanna do what I say so that they get rejoined and mm-hmm. their their souls will move on. Yes. Um, better better yeah. their souls to rejoin the life stream Horrible than to choice. be eradicated. So. Yeah. Real <laughs> bad choice. Uh, so, yes. Suddenly, they become a lot more sympathetic.
1: Yep. And then also, um, the, uh, this whole time also, they've been delivering crystals to the Alamegans, including to the remnants of uh, Royale, the Royale's network of spies. Oh, this is news that we get that our answer tells us. So, it's time for us to go find the resistance group that got the crystals so that Alisa can hear what they have to say for themselves. Thancred also found out about the crystals and also figured out it was the remnants of Royale's network. And Alice says, "Like, wait, did you tell anyone else about this? And he did not. And so she's like, wait, so if you did the investigation and you found out about it, how did the find out about it? Suspicious, suspicious.
0: Turns out they were both simultaneously investigating.
1: That's definitely the most plausible explanation.
0: Mm-hmm. Ugh. At
1: little, at little Alamigo, she's like, I don't know what's up with Ariange. Look, if if it comes down to it, I'll do what needs to be done. Mm-hmm. That brings us to when we were free. So we ask questions around town about the resistance and why they want so many crystals. All we learned is that there's a mysterious leader, the Griffin. Yep. He's a leader of the new faction of the resistance called the Masks. Yep. They seem pretty aggressively militant. Gundebald, head of the camp, tells us that... Remember that guy, Gundebald? Yeah he tells us that the griffin is going to soon deliver a speech at the sunken temple of quarn and we should go listen to ourselves and i have a note here that says oh my god is this papa limo this would be so funny if it's papa limo close <laughs> <laughs> i was like is that what they've been doing this whole time it's like kind of re-
0: leading <laughs> you're very close <laughs>
1: yeah it, it's not it's just some big dude wearing a white mask and a falcon hood mm-hmm. but you know he he does give a pretty good speech he's like saying hey look in blindly overthrowing the king of ruin in our homeland we opened ourselves up for the garleans to invade and then we were forced to flee aren't you ashamed that you left your countrymen behind to labor you know um there to leave them behind to labor until their backs give in and their breath gives out mm-hmm. we have abandoned them he repeats this many times he's like look the Alliance is not going to act because there's no profit in this for them. It's up to us to, you know, take back our homeland because we have a power within us that is a power befitting our pride and righteousness. Yeah, sure. Join us and we will give it to you, the means to unleash this power. alphano is like, that's pretty <laughs> ominous. And I do have no to can- Okay, but what else should they do then? No one else is doing anything. Mm-hmm. I get I get why if you were like a person living in little Alamigo displaced from your homeland and like knowing that everyone back home is living under oppressive conditions, you do kind of listen to the first guy who offers to do literally anything about it.
0: I guess. Um, but like sometimes an action is the only course of action because, well, we'll find out. We'll find out. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we'll find out what happens when they take action. Um, but at the end of this, we spy someone. Yes, we do. We spy two people. Mm-hmm. We spy Ida.
1: We spy Papa Limo. They're back. Yeah. And um, they they see us and
0: they're like, holy shit. What are you doing here? Uh, so we we we're investigating the threat of uh, Primal. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> because, yeah, the <laughs> crystals, and they're like, oh, that's fucking shit. Yeah. And, and so, like,
1: they fled from, the you know, the Crystal Braves back at the end. Of- so,
0: yes, they do give us, like, they they ask what we're doing here. We we say, well, we're investigating some shipments of crystals that are being sent to the MLJ from a certain faction <laughs> of people, um, that turns out Ida and Papalimo are working for. So that's interesting. Uh, they, um, so Eden and not said well well, we better lay low we heard news of what was going on we tried to reach out like properly said did you not get my letters and they're like no no we didn't get your letters (laughs) no we didn't get any letters or any communications so which leads me to believe that they were kind of being i mean obviously their communications are being intercepted and they were effectively being held hostage (laughs) 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 oh you know what actually that's kind of what it seems like (laughs) yeah like they didn't they were trying to help and felt guilty about like oh i think paying it back and like Ida and papalino and, and, and Ida had well, Ida had ties to alamigo and she wanted to help them out but yeah they're kind of being held hostage alphano was like oh it's odd that the griffin
1: doesn't trust the scions we also don't like the empire and i'm just mm-hmm. like Alphano, he doesn't trust the scions because you may not like the empire but you, again you refuse to do anything about his occupied
0: homeland <laughs> yeah um true also they probably but they couldn't yeah they couldn't just i don't know
1: anyway Papalimo says this isn't even the real griffin it's an imposter whose job it is to give these speeches the real griffin doesn't show up to these events for his own safety this is
0: secretive and paranoid and this these are the last scion, unaccounted for scions we're yes. no longer we finally at the very end of heaven's word brought the band back together sort oh, of right I'm excited. Is, i mean minfilia is in the sea currently <laughs>
1: I'm excited to hang out with all these
0: characters for the next four expansions. Uh-huh, absolutely. Um, but that does, I think, f- satisfy your initial question about why aren't why aren't the people reaching out to us? Yeah, it turns but, out, but okay. it turns out they, they, were... they actually couldn't. They had all had very good reasons why they couldn't or tried and their communications or whatever. Yeah, your Shola was also in the sea. <laughs> yes <laughs> in the sea thank Thankrid, hanging out hanging
1: out <laughs> could not teleport in <laughs> maybe being held hostage by resistance yeah. fighters may-
0: maybe being a little a little extorted for labor um that's cool
1: okay honorable heroes is our next credit mm-hmm. our next next quest good lord okay so if um the griffin is planning to summon a primal we need to question his spokesman um and so we're going to do that under the guise of hard time adventurers who are looking for a cause to fight for. So Ida and Papalima will go to him and say, Hey, we know these guys. They're totally legit. Yeah. Meet with them. So we go and buy some clothes to make disguises. Um, And it, it's so funny. Like, oh, yeah. We, we get a tunic and these pants, and pants that we
0: have to wear. But you don't have to wear anything else.
1: Yeah. So I'm just, i wearing a tunic and pants and like my level, like 60 red mage armor, <laughs> <laughs> like on my arms and my head and everything. Yeah. So it just like, um, anyway, the fake Griffin approaches us. Know. And like, I thought, I thought the whole, hmm, I thought that the point of this interaction was to use subterfuge and misleading statements to try and like to get this guy to oh. sort of admit to what his plan was.
0: Oh, no. That's not how I planned out at all. No.
1: Alphano turns... It turns out Alphano just wanted to get this guy to talk to him and immediately goes, we're very interested. You're so bold about the Garleans. One would think you're planning to summon a primal. (laughs) This is where I sent you the note saying, oh my God, he's so bad at this. Someone stop him. Mm -hmm. But then everyone else also then just comes in and starts immediately sort of like berating this guy to give up the entire plan. And I'm like, I I guess, is he going to admit it now in a way that he wouldn't before? Whatever. He gives the whole game up. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he's he got the crystal shipments. He says that he, they have, um, you know, that our Guardian allies have already detained the crystals. Uh, oh, sorry. No, sorry. Alphano calls out to him that, hey, look, we've already got the crystals. They've already been detained. Your plan is ruined. Like, you know, mm-hmm. this isn't going anywhere. And he admits to not being the Griffin, but he says that it was at the Griffin's request that he procured the crystals, not so they could summon a primal, but to make a deal with the um, Amalja.
0: Good enough. I Amal- like it. I like it.
1: <laughs> the Amalja will use them to summon their god, and in turn will basically, like you know, be some shock troopers to fighting for Alamegan liberation.
0: Amalja, they're and- French. They're French now.
1: And Ida is like, "Are you nuts?" When they when everyone finds out that you helped the uh, the lizard people summon Ifrit, everyone's gonna turn on the resistance.
0: I forget that the Amalja are supposed to be lizard people. They look like big cat people to me. Maybe they are they. I I feel like the Sahagan I guess are fish people, but like they're more lizard people to me. Maybe they are cat people. I feel I don't know. I, I she said lizard people. I guess they're lizards. They don't no, look I, like they have scales. I wrote though. down lizard people. Uh, no, I didn't, she says she, it. She oh, she does say it. Okay. Yeah. No, you're writing down what was told to you. I think whatever. There's some inconsistencies in this game, especially when it comes to Eda. So we'll <laughs> just go with it. His retort to all
1: this is, this isn't a fairy tale. We are not honorable heroes. You all wouldn't dirty your hands to help us, so we had to find people who yeah. would help us. Uh-huh. We're ready to do whatever it takes. Once again, Eorzea creates its own
0: problems. Like, Pretty much. So um, <laughs> great. We've we got to move on we this this is this is such oh, an unimportant i so sorry one last thing here oh i God. do just
1: i do love that papalamo was like do you have any proof of this yeah and his response is like i mean well there's no crystals here and they have a bunch now so we, yeah we did do the plan <laughs> whatever anyway okay
0: yeah um so uh, there's a, a small part where he's like oh by the way thanks for helping me with the poison thing yeah like, it, it was that guy ago. from that side sure. from that quest um God, where the hell... What's our next quest? We have to One life big. for one world. Okay, one life for one world. This is a big one. It's a big one. Um, Where do we meet up? We meet up with... Uh, we meet up in Little Alamigo, don't we?
1: Yes, with Alice. Uh-huh. And Thancred's here. So we gotta go stop the um the Amaja from summoning Ifrit. This is gonna blow up the entire deal of the resistance made with them and turn the resistance against us. I, I was like, we get that, right? But whatever. The warrior of the gray-haired mysterious man watches us from a distance, and he says, they proceed as planned. The players assume their marks on the stage, wreathed in flame. The curtain will rise, and the drama of which I am the author—Gods, forgive me—will be performed. The chance never cease again. Sorry, I'm sorry. I get a cutscene <laughs> warning you here. Don't.
0: <laughs> I just, I just love. Go. go.
1: <laughs> Whatever. Okay. Inside, warriors of darkness already showed up, already attacking the Amajah, and. And is like, won't you ever learn? Stop this. And, he, and the Axeman is like, we did learn. The slow primal thing takes forever. We're just going to kill the warrior of light. One life for one world. Fair, mm-hmm. wouldn't you say? Pretty cool. We prepare for battles. We get arrows. We get axes. Carbuncle comes out. They attack Alice, Yada, yada, yada. Alice is now all in the fight. She's like, eh, I'm not a coward anymore. I'm going to be part of this battle. And she pulls a sword out of her book. <laughs> she pulls a sword out of her book.
0: Very, very cool.
1: Mm-hmm. And then, like, we, we get into a duty fight, and I don't think we can win this one. Mm-hmm. Like, it's kind of going badly for us. And then Axeman throws out a bunch of dark chains mm-hmm. to ensnare us all.
0: I mean, I put it on very easy. It was oh, very... <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's the point, yeah.
1: The point is that, like, you know, you all get chained, and then our gray-haired stranger finally steps forward and breaks, breaks all chains. the chains. And Axeman immediately looks at him and is, like, realizes that he's been betrayed, and that mm-hmm. this gray-haired figure who's been guiding them this whole time is not actually uh, have their best... In- or is not actually... Or just... Isn't who they thought he was?
0: I think he is who they thought he was. They just didn't realize he was going to betray them. I don't know. They're just, like, upset.
1: Mm-hmm. And so, like, you know... Um, okay, fine. I won't read everything he says in this scene. But the, the point is that finally he gives another sort of, like, speech. And alphano finally recognizes him as Oriange. And Oriange apl- apologizes to Alfano, And he says he had to walk in darkest shades so the brightest light might shine alice is like oh thank god i thought you turned against us i want a full explanation later and this is where i'm like but i hope orianjay still kind of is in league with the assians not because he's a bad guy Mm. but because i found the idea of him like Realizing that he had to do some things that would take him out of alignment with the other scions and yeah. do some dark stuff that like wouldn't w- wouldn't like like I found that interesting. I found the idea that he was doing some unsavory stuff because he yeah. perceived it as being for the greater good to be interesting. And if it turns out that I mean, he's,
0: he was, he was actively helping summon primals. <laughs> I, I guess yes,
1: <laughs> but also like. If all is forgiven this easily, and it's just like, haha, the whole thing was a ruse, but I'm still really just the J, you know, and love, I'm just that would be kind of a disappointing reversion, I think. I, I'm hoping that he still has some stuff going on.
0: Well, um, take us, I mean, continu- continue with that, like, continue with this. What happens next? How do we yeah, yeah, yeah. resolve this? What happens
1: next? Okay um the war he prepares to attack the warriors of darkness himself and they're all like well fuck it we'll still crush you and their mage begins powering up a really powerful spell so then alice is like give me your ether before that mage fucks us all up with that powerful spell yeah so we we just
0: we just interact with the sword a few times
1: which i did not understand how to do it
0: took me a bit too yeah it took me a bit i was like why can't i click on her no, there's like a separate thing called Blade of Light, and I have I have the setting turned on where like I have the names of the things you can interact with on invisible. So oh, and even so really, then, yeah. Even then, I was like, what the hell is this? Why can't I do click click Alice? And I was like, oh, okay, i was supposed to click Blade of Light.
1: I had to look this up on Reddit. Yeah, no, it's dumb. <laughs> but anyway, we over the we do a duty fight. We all pour our power into her. You know, um, she laser blasts them, and in the aftermath, everyone's kind of like winded and on the ground. Mm-hmm. But it turns
0: out mm-hmm. they're not really defeated.
1: Yes. And he's like, you know, um, we're far from finished. Have you ever considered how he came to this world? All the warriors of darkness pull out an elemental crystal. And um, and it turns out that just like the Asians use their crystals of darkness to tra- teleport around, mm-hmm. they use crystals of light to transport between worlds. And that, oh, and here's where we find out that like the Wars of darkness have kind of. Oh, well, they're all dead. Yeah, they okay. made they made the same kind of bargain, or, or they end up in the same space the Ascians are. They right, basically like
0: just souls. Yeah,
1: their mm-hmm. souls. They're like they're embodied souls. They are not like corporeal necessarily anymore. And they they gave our lives to save. They gave their lives to save their world. They were just adventurers. They never wanted to be warriors of light, but the people called them heroes. They bid for them to fight for all that was good and right, and so they fought and they uh-huh. fought. And now their world is being erased from existence. And yep. you know it's it's it touching. Sucks. <laughs> it sucks. It is kind of a heartbreaking sort of like you know it is an effectively heartbreaking backstory for them right that they thought much like you know the kid we met before whose world turned into the void mm-hmm. that they thought that they were doing the right thing and it turns out that, that doing the right thing that they thought was heroic that they thought like you know would yeah. lead to salvation ultimately just led to the destruction of the, everything that they care about
0: interesting yep. occurring theme
1: Mm-hmm. Cool. i wonder if that's gonna be relevant later
0: I wonder if it keeps being relevant. I wonder if it's like because people mm-hmm. are summoning primals or whatever. Like they're putting their home at risk or whatever.
1: They all get good lines here. The big guy's like, look, I've died before. I'm not afraid to die again. Mm-hmm. The Lala is like, no matter how many times we fall, we will rise and carry on the fight for those that we left behind. Like, you know, they're all very resolute.
0: So they pull out their crystals and then mm-hmm. is like,
1: quick, we need one more. <laughs> yep. Go. <It's> like, <laughs> pull out your crystal. Then, so I, and, I, then
0: we, and then we make six crystals. I mm-hmm. guess what I hap- guess what happens when we make six crystals? We get transported are, to the Highlands we, we, realm. We 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 are able to. It's a it's like the equivalent of a blessing of light, basically, mm-hmm. right? Like the the six crystal things just happens. Yep. And similarly to how the, the all repeated like six times throughout Heaven's Word, we get taken <laughs> into this space, into the ethereal sea, um, to offer a kind of a boon of power to to in herself mm-hmm. it gives her a bit a bit, bit of you know energy from these souls or whatever yes orianjay
1: oh, asks you know. for an intercession with minfilia which Basically. means mm-hmm.
0: and oh yeah everyone gets taken there including thancred who couldn't come before alice and alfino and just and also orianjay i think yeah. those are the only ones right yeah that's all that's it no one else got to see minfilia for the last time mm-hmm. um but so, this is really nice. <laughs> yes,
1: and like, and Menphilia descends in a beam of light and talks to the warriors of darkness and tells them, you know, there yeah. are many that can still be saved in their
0: world. She talks, and then it's like it says, "Word of the Mother." Yeah, basically, it's like she she's like acting as like the voice
1: mm-hmm. of of Hydaelyn. Mm-hmm. But she, now she's going to go to their world and take unto herself all the like, yeah. like Menphilia as sort of this avatar of Heidlen going to go to their world and absorb all of this all-consuming light herself in order yeah. to save what's left.
0: And Arbert's a little upset. He's like, "Oh, now, cool, yeah." Now that I was about to kill your champion, yeah,
1: but he's not wrong. He's like, he's like, like he's
0: not wrong, but he's all, but also, uh, yeah. the The thing is, Menfalia is, or not, Hyland's pretty weak.
1: Yeah, but like Menfalia says, like you know, Hyland needed you to carry out her will, just as the Asians carried out Zodiacs. All this had to happen so that I could be her emissary. She has heard all of your prayers and your world will not fall to the she light. She literally can't do anything about it yeah. right now. Mm-hmm. Until
0: until until this happened, until Oriange did what he did. She could yes. not do anything. So
1: And this is where Oriange like lays out the whole thing that we're like, look, I'll speed through it. But like he did the research, he discovered all of this. Mm-hmm. He figured out that, you know, um, and he basically figured out, look, if I set the Warriors of Darkness and the Warrior of Light against each other, I can create the circumstances in which this whole crystal alignment thing will happen, mm-hmm. thus getting us the audience with Hydaelyn, thus giving us this opportunity to, you know, to bring her power and invoke, you know, Minfilia, invoke of her, request of her to save their world. And so, um...
0: So Minfilia, basically, yeah, she does. She yeah. calms she calms their, their fears after, well, she kind of does like the only thing Minfilia has ever done that's kind of cool which is like Alf, uh, uh, Arbert comes, or they, they'd they say his name earlier, Arbert, the warrior of darkness, swings his axe at her, and she's just like, boom. Yeah. <laughs> Very Matrix, like, boom. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, calm down. <laughs> calm down. I'm going to do it now. Um, So she, then afterwards, she turns to us, and then the captions change, and it's Minfilia once again. It's yes. no longer the voice of the mother. And she's, and we get some really great, moments where she's full glad to see her friends one last time but
1: because she's leaving now like she's, she's going to their world and she will not like, be coming back
0: <laughs> not coming back um and uh couldn't be couldn't be happier
1: <laughs> yes i mean Philly is being written out of the story <laughs> it, 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 it it does it does really feel but
0: it's this is like a really nice send-off though it is nice off. i liked this i like this a lot
1: it, it it's a really good send-off for her i i it does kind of feel like when they're writing a character out of a sitcom and they have to have the episode in which it's like oh everyone like she's she's moving to san francisco yeah we're not gonna see her again
0: <laughs> she's, got, she's got a job in silicon valley <laughs>
1: but no it, it's good she gets moments with kind of i think each of the characters with us yeah and she entrusts toop samadhi to us in case we ever need it oh yeah which, she had that i forgot yeah Hmm. And then the Warriors of Darkness, considering all of this, they request that she take her with them. Basically, you know, they want to go home. And so she nods, and they all glow. And then as they prepare to leave, Axman addresses us one last time. And he's like, look, you know, we were blind to the truth once. Light, dark, it doesn't matter. What matters is how you choose to use them. Make better choices than we did. Mm-hmm. And I'll take that to heart. And then they're all gone.
0: Yeah. Yeah, then they're gone. And um, we are back in um, southern Thanalan. Right. Yeah, we get whisked there. Um... Yeah,
1: and that, that's that's the, oh um, and back in the Rising Stones, oh, yeah. uh, Minfilia's mother gets kind of like a oh that's right, she gets like, a
0: little thank you, Levine. Yes, like Minfilia like thanks drops. her mother
1: psychically, and then
0: very cool. Yeah, it's a great way to like not have to sit through like five lines of dialogue later about explaining explaining to her, to her what
1: happened. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: She gets it. Very cool.
1: Yeah, no. Like, like, when Felia gets to have like the true sort of like the heroic act, she's the, going off yeah. to save an entire world.
0: Then after that is just like the closing sort of epilogue quest, right? after yeah i mean some stuff
1: happens here orianjay asks alice when she figured out what he was up to and she was like um when i saw you meeting with the words of darkness in the asian in the great library duh (laughs) 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 which really is like she trusted him and (laughs) and felt that he would reveal his plans when the time was right but like she she was like man
0: (laughs) that tested my patience (laughs) okay
1: uh yada, yada yada um Back at the camp, Papalima's was like, "Did you find the crystals and stop the like the uh, Amajah from summoning uh, Ifrit?" And we're like, "Oh man, none of that even happened."
0: That was a lie. <laughs> yeah,
1: um, we we convey Minfilia's final um, goodbye, um, and Eden and Papalima decide to finally like you know rejoin the Scion. Ca yeah, everything's getting together. Oh, and then Gundobald approaches, and. Okay, I'm reading my notes now, and I know how to interpret this now, but at the time it was very confusing. Mm-hmm. Gundamold approaches and is surprised to see that Ida yeah. is alive. <laughs> he didn't know that she was alive? I mean, she's been in his camp this entire time, but he, he's very chummy with her, and Papalamo does not like how chummy he is with her, which also will make sense to me in, like, two hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, this a this friends is, with their yeah father. that's, like,
0: the only hint the entire game time mm-hmm. it's, like, we've gotten this. I've been i'll talk about it later okay we have a lot to get through but basically Whatever. we re- meet back to the rising stones and papalimo yep. the only thing of import here we some summarize what happened to the rest of the scions they're like holy shit uh well okay Um, uh, but papalimo asks for tube yes so we pull it out of our ass and shove it to him
1: yeah one last thing i want to th- yeah so papalimo has tube one last thing Alpha also wants to restructure the science he's like with minfilia gone i really don't think that we need like A leader who tells people (laughs) how to organize to get things done. What if we all just ran the science as individuals driven by individual principles? Provided that we all sincerely work towards Aorzia's salvation, the paths we follow need not be dictated by any single ideal. I'm like, this is a recipe for disaster. This is (laughs) people are gonna come to different ideas about what Eorzea needs if we don't have some kind of Mm. direction like to unify people. But whatever, it's gonna be fine.
0: We'll get a direction shortly. Yes, (laughs) we will.
1: (laughs) We'll get a direction shortly.
0: Um, Great. So that should cap off uh, 3.4. Why don't we take a quick little recording break?
1: Um, sorry. Two things to say. Two things, really quick. Here, I want my tea. Thing number one. (laughs) We see that the that the real Griffin is also being uh, mentored oh, by Lydibus, sure. which whatever, of course. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is actually and good gives him sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. the eyes of Nidhogg, which yeah. Lydibus <laughs> gives the Griffin the eyes of Nidhogg, which in a big I...
0: case in a big thing of ice.
1: We shouldn't have just chucked him off the cliff.
0: <laughs> well, okay. To be fair, well, we get explained later. It gets kind of explained later why we thought that was a good idea. Yes, but whatever.
1: Okay, one last what was thing the I'll last say. Thing we saw what Was that? Well, uh, it, it's oh Nero um oh yeah Nero find it yes Mm -hmm.
0: he's on the he's on cart now
1: okay and then one broader story thought here that I'm just going to put here Uh it's a thing that like I am just kind of have to reconcile myself to this being a thing that this game is always going to kind of be struggling with but so I'm going to try and put it here so I'm not constantly talking about this as we go through future expansions this one really brings to the fore like the fact that like No one else in the story can do anything because we have to do everything. And like, I like the Warriors of Darkness a lot. I Mm -hmm. like them as characters. I enjoyed them even when they were just being kind of like snarky assholes. I found like their backstory stuff really moving. It is kind of the case that like, they didn't really get to have a whole lot of like agency or choices in saving their world. They just kind of got manipulated by Ariange into doing what he realized the and plan should Elidibus. be er, and ellybus also and then at the end of the day, it's like and then we swoop in and mm. initiate the events that cause their entire world to get saved and I'm just like it would be nice to it would be nice to be able to see other characters like take actions that advance them towards their goals, the characters that we care about. But the problem is that it's a video game and it's an MMO. And so mm-hmm. like our character kind of has to be the person who comes in and makes all the cool stuff happen at the end.
0: I think so. It's just a bit of that. We'll see as we go forward, what side characters are capable of. Um, yes. Yeah, so why don't we take our break? Let's take our break. Doing great. And we're back from our break. Tidings from Gear Abanya. That is the starting quest to 3.5. Let's go. Okay. I will no longer be reading from the script for Listen, you don't have to. (laughs) Okay. So,
1: whatever. Um, Meeting of the Scions. Um, It turns out that this whole not having any kind of leader figure whatsoever isn't working out super hot. So, we should at least appoint someone to coordinate stuff. Yeah. And Alice immediately like, okay, so that's you, right, Alphano? Have fun. (laughs) And and Alphano's like, but I fucked up the Crystal Braves so bad. Oh, I can't be trusted. I'm still hung up on this. Uh huh. And. Peplin was like, I don't even think we need an overseer, honestly.
0: Which we're, is we're good, we're fine, whatever. Just like Tataro will be here.
1: We're having some kind of procedural meeting, and I'm like, oh, oh, a girl staggers in the front door and collapses.
0: Yeah, we're having this meeting, and yeah, yes, the,
1: she's yeah. from the, she's from Little Almigo. She has a message. The Griffin she's is planning something.
0: She's Not from Little Almigo. Oh. Oh, she not. is from the Alamegan resistance. She's from the Alamigan she Alamigan resistance. is. She came from deep within uh, enemy territory. Oh, okay. She's not from Little. Alamigo. Yeah, no. You are correct. Okay. So the griffin is planning
1: something. Um, he's planning something reckless. He means to assault Belsair's wall from the Alamegan side. Actually,
0: is she? Am I wrong? I might be wrong. Don't look at this. There's spoilers. Close your eyes. I'm looking her up. I can't see anything on
1: that monitor. The angle is super bad.
0: Oh, that's good. <laughs> I was like, don't look at this. Uh, first encounters. I'm gonna stick with I'm gonna stick with my gut and say that she's from the resistance and not I mean they're all in the resistance. Oh, she's from yeah, she's I mean well she's her home is Alamigo, but like I think she was from deeper than little Alamigo. She was never there as an NPC. Would have been cool if she was, but anyway, I'm sorry for nope. taking a time time consuming fact check. We're good.
1: Okay. So the griffin has this plan to assault the wall from the Alamecan side because he wants to spread the war to Eorzea. Basically, his thinking is, look, well, the Eorzeans won't fight for Alamecan liberation uh, willingly, so I'll just make the war happen anyway, and then they'll basically have no choice but to get involved. He's going to
0: assassinate the Archduke.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, basically. (laughs) So um, we need to go inform the leaders of Eorzea that this is is happening, and everyone splits off. My role is to go talk to Emmerich. Emmerich is like, oh no, um, this is like a bad thing. I need to go talk to the leader of the House of Commons and figure out who Ishgard is going to send as an emissary, and we get some more Papa Limo narration as he, you yes. know, contemplates the upcoming costly decisions and things are how things are advancing towards a bloody end. Mm-hmm. Okay, next quest: an envoy for Ishgard. We wait at the gates of judgment to see who the envoy is. Surprise! It's Emmerich! <laughs> it was. Yeah, it's like yeah, yeah like, I knew it was going to be hit. me, but I had to like go check
0: basically we we do have to make a he, we do have to make a second stop at camp dragonhead for a kind of update well he's like got an errand to run there just to check in with the new he, uh commander of it I don't remember the actual term but the new commander of it because our boy is dead <laughs> the yep. previous one is dead uh but uh, so we go and we find that uh, his little brother and is taking responsibility for it with his manservant mm-hmm. which is really nice to see. Yeah, and he's like, "Look,
1: are you surprised to see me here? I'm kind of surprised to see me here still." It's uh <sighs> big shoes to fill, but mm. you know, he's he's dealing with the responsibility that he carries. Absolutely. Okay. Cool. So, an Allied Decision is next quest. We arrive at the Lotus Stand in Gradania. And we arrive just as Merleweb does with Yugiri along with her as well, our ninja lady.
0: She's back. Oh, um worth noting, different voice actress. Um the so the original heavens were second, so the second voice actress uh how do I say her name Cyan Blake? Um she died. Oh no. Yeah, she was murdered. Oh no. Yes, it was real bad. Um I remember the Heavensward subreddit had like you geary kind of with her eyes closed as the snoo for a long time when this happened. That's terrible. Yeah. Um so if, if you clocked that it was a different voice it's because it was.
1: I didn't clock that, but it is
0: Yes. It's, it, it, it's I think the I think Cyan Blake had more kind of of a more of a obvious eastern affectation to you gary is much was like a much quieter so if you like go back and replay the kind of um part where we rescued Rabon, yep where she was that was a lot that was that was so long ago i like, guess in real and like for us anyway you'll 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 definitely hear the difference but now she's she's somebody else uh i think that's i think that's important to yeah. point out good to know Okay. With that context, then, um,
1: you know, we're in this meeting with all the leaders and everyone is both incredulous and pissed off. This seems incredibly irresponsible and also ineffective on the part of the Griffin. But it is true that if the Garleans turn back to a strategy of invasion, it's going to be a pretty major problem for all of Eorzea. So we need to figure out how we're going to um, like, prevent this. Emmerich immediately steps up and is like, we're really sorry that Ishgard basically did nothing to help any of the previous times that you had problems with the Empire. So um, we're going to make up for that now by sending some troops directly to the border of Gridania. And Ugari, Makes sense. And it's kind of awkward. And everyone's kind of looking at him like, "Huh?" sure, thanks. <laughs> so Yugiri like, jumps in and is also offers the remaining, um, the remaining ninjas from her people to uh, also watch on the border. And Kelly Sen is like,
0: great, okay. Um, Kelly? Good old Kelly. She's back. No, she's Kelly now. Continue.
1: What? Is it it Connie Senna? Yeah,
0: Connie Senna. You keep saying Kelly Senna. I don't know why. (laughs) It's very funny. Keep going. I will
1: say, very readily trusting woman. If it was me, I don't know that I would immediately acquiesce to um, to foreign powers, even ones who I was allied with, just immediately stationing troops in my territory. But okay. Eh. So, um... After everyone leaves, oh yeah, know, that's how the real world fucking works. <laughs> After everyone leaves, Alice asks Alpha or Alice asks Alpha why he's scowling, and he's like, This doesn't feel right. Like isn't the alliance giving the Griffin exactly what he wants? Won't these new defensive measures look like Eorzea is arming up along the border? Shouldn't someone should and I'm like, shouldn't someone have raised this during the meeting? and alpha and was like maybe there's Listen, some other there are
0: so many things i forget that i don't realize until it's way too late but too, but, like in my meetings it's but like, uh
1: also i think that i'm like that doesn't come up here like i get that the empire is a hostile power are there no diplomatic channels is, is there no emissary you can send to the empire to be like hey uh this guy's gonna we'll try and stage out. a false flag attack we'll see like there seems to be no communication channel with the empire
0: yeah weird okay
1: like the empire seems sealed to outside communications which is at least a little weird mm-hmm. okay um i mean yeah whatever the rest of this quest doesn't matter just we get some color with emmerich and yugiri and stuff um they're oh, yeah. going to, to griffin griffin on the wall so you know um the whole alliance is putting a force in the black shroud in anticipation of imperial aggression Well,
0: some of that color i do oh, fuck okay. i know but one there's just one thing that was very funny We well, i almost considered it for an opening bit okay um was that, like, Yugiri was just, like, eavesdropping on them out of habit. <laughs> She's like, oh, she sorry. Was hiding behind a tree. It was great. <laughs> and, like, I didn't notice either. So I was like, ah! <laughs> but, but that's about it. Continue.
1: Anyway. And, like, so everyone's, like, putting forces near the Black Shroud in anticipation of, like, you know, this whole thing kicking off. And Eda's almost like, look, what if we just give the Gryphon what he wants? What if we just, you know, kick the whole fight off and like, get things moving? And Papalima's like, there's got to be some way to contact the griffin and convince him to call mm-hmm. off this stupid plan. So this is where they, they come up with the idea to use the tunnels that go beneath the wall to reach the resistance and try and talk to them. And so um, Papalima's like, oh, I'll take care of it. And he just like, uh, yeah, and me too, right? I'm going too. You're not cutting me out of this, are you? Yugiri <laughs> <laughs> and Thancred are going with them. So me and Alpha and are going back to the border to see how preparations are going.
0: And then it explodes.
1: Yeah, uh (laughs) uh-huh. And then then the wall explodes. We get there and we meet up with Hilda, who's there from Ishgard, and she's like, everything looks great. And then all of a sudden- It explodes. As (laughs) soon as she says it. Fighting is broken up on top of the wall. There's a full-grown assault going on. Apparently, the griffin made his move
0: really quick. Yeah, we've got to go in there. And it turns out they're also wearing um, our colors. Yes,
1: Grand Company colors.
0: And turns out, Alf and I was right, that stationing of a whole bunch of troops on the border makes it look like this was on purpose. Exactly.
1: Exactly. And so, like, you know, he's using it as a distraction to sneak into Alamigo and incite a rebellion, which, like, hopefully, if he can get into Alamigo and make a rebellion happen there, the -hmm. Empire will have trouble containing it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, whatever. Okay. Dungeon time. I'm I'm very curious. I assume as part of Stormblood we're going to spend some time in Alamigo. I'm very curious what the actual living conditions of the people who are in there right now are like. I'm sure they're fine. So, (laughs) so so whatever. is going to go try and find them in the tunnels, and I'm going to fight up the wall.
0: Okay, here we go. Dungeon time, Belzer's Wall. Um, Worth noting that this trash used to be really spicy at the start. The Sagittarii put on spicy damage over time effects that you have to cleanse. You don't normally have to cleanse in dungeons, so if you're healing it, fucking watch out. This is a dungeon guide now. Um, The first boss of this is uh, the... Was it the? They all have such similar names. Magitek Predator. I literally don't remember what this guy does. I think he does like a tank buster. Who cares? He's not not the star of this show. The next one is the Armored Weapon, which is like a big spider tank. Um, the the Armored Weapon has one mechanic where it's like you can't move. Don't move. You're gonna explode. And but you like but it's really well timed because like you can't move for a bit and then it puts an AOE under you. And yeah, like, no, that got oh, me. Oh, I really want to move. <laughs> it, it got me. It got me. <laughs> but no, you're just supposed to sit there and wait. And then, but like, otherwise, then you explode and then the AOE goes off and you take both. And yeah,
1: it's kind of it's pretty clever design. It's very
0: clever. Um, then this is like the really good part is after that, like you you have one little trash pack that you have to kind of solo, but then you can pull all the trash, rest of it, and the rest of the trash is just the 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 soldiers in our our uniforms. And we meet up at the end, and we are met up with the Griffin, the final boss of this dungeon, the Griffin. Who? It turns out we review, who pulls off his hood beforehand. Turns out it's just Ilbert. It's Ilbert. Makes sense. It's been that fucker again. I, I mean, mean it makes sense. The okay, rhetoric, sense. the rhetoric lines up. Yeah, of we course have it seen was. That mm-hmm. um, the and yeah, we never closed that closed that thread from before. Yes. So this fight is absolutely iconic. Yeah, absolutely iconic. Tell me what you thought of this fight. Um, I mean, just like, oh fuck, my words are escaping me. It's, it happens.
1: I have so many. All of my thoughts are about like the stuff that happens after you beat him.
0: No, yeah, but the fight itself is like you know he kind of jumps around. He, he, he puts a bunch of swords in the ground. You kind of beat the swords. He's got big AOE effects that don't you don't see right away or something.
1: I'm doing a bad job at this. I don't uh-huh. recall how this fight went. Do you want to record describing this fight?
0: Well, I mean the 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 voice lines in this fight become a, are just a huge meme. They're a huge meme. Did you not catch on? Did you not catch on to, to no, the, I... the things Ilbert says? Were you maybe like not listening to it? Let's 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 put on let's put on let's put on a little. <laughs> I just googled the word sloppy. <laughs> <For> me, <my> amigo. <laughs>
1: Feral Amigo, yeah, that one came up a bunch. <laughs> There's
0: a picture of a Feraligator where it <laughs> for, for, for <laughs> has Zilber's head on it that so says, Feral Amigo! <laughs> no, this fight is iconic and such a huge me.
1: <laughs> okay, these are pretty great. I yeah. love these.
0: <laughs> so, this is, I'm glad you got to experience it. It turns out you didn't think that the, those voice lines were <laughs> particularly notable. <laughs> i
1: didn't know uh, i
0: blush, but now now every time you go back and do it you're gonna, be like, you're gonna i'm so gonna pay attention to it now yeah <laughs> it's a total meme and we had that for like so long <laughs> in the expert roulette while the next expansion was oh my god mixed. i, I <laughs> so cannot imagine iconic. how many times you sl- did that fight <laughs> it's so good oh for sure it's he super does fun. he does yell a lot. He's a lot how'd you like this <laughs> It's great. This voice acting is great. His voice acting is really good. It wasn't. In a, I, didn't, I didn't shame. love in, a, in a Realm Born yet. Yeah.
1: It's a shame that he's going out with this because. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, next. This is not. Yeah, we we beat him up. Beat him up. Give us give us your thoughts. I mean,
1: so so we, we beat him up, yeah. So we um we beat him up and we manage to defeat this guy and he falls to Wendy and he tells us that even though um you know we cannot end where he has started, the fighting is already continuing below and the rebels are seeming to gain the upper hand as they cheer on their victory. And you know, and this is when we cut to a sad-looking Laurentius. He's back. He's looking down, and he says that you know all this is for Alamigo and Aresia. And he's got a little device in front of him. He does. And next to him, a very evil-looking little pirate Lalafel nods in satisfaction. Do you not? His name's Yu yohase Yu y- oh, Yu Yeah, that's the I don't guy. Yuyo Hase. Oh, okay. He's Yuyo the guy Hase. that's like.
0: He was the little Lalafell that you know was in was that Alfenel was talking to. Yeah, yeah. Crystal yeah. You're totally right. Okay, shithead.
1: And and then at his. I think at his command a bunch of spider mechs roll out. Oh yeah. And the spider mechs just begin destroying the rebels. Yep. Like the rebels are very confused. How did reinforcements, Imperial reinforcements, get here so quickly? But you know, um Oh Oh, Did I'm just click? getting what happened here. Did it click? Oh, this is fucked up. <laughs> yeah. I'm just getting what happened here.
0: Ilbert is using their bodies as a sacrifice. Wow. Okay. And their despair. So, so,
1: so literally, the plan was to send for Ilbert to send, send the his rebels, entire
0: community, his the people he's trying to save to their death, to their death,
1: so that in their despair, as like as like these spider mechs destroy them, basically they become fuel that he will use for the primal summoning he's about to do. Yes. Wow. What a fucker. Yeah. Okay so the, the, so um yugiri shows up with an airship and is like here hop on this shit looks bad and
0: he, um well, yes um they so they uh, not yet there's a couple things that okay happen yep first that that starts happening and then ilbert um once what's the what well, we kind of skipped ahead the science catch up to us after this <laughs> yes yeah, so the and ilbert they're begins, like oh my god what's happening and then mm-hmm. ilbert it's like oh uh, like oh it's you and like yeah okay what are you taunting, gonna do about this taunting like, Alphino. you could beat me but like guess what I have and he pulls the eyes of Nidhog out of his ass that are still a little cold um, and Al- Alfino says something that we alluded to earlier it's like I fucking toss those into the goddamn fucking th- sea, sea of clouds, clouds where the, a, a, a very a real bad storm of lightning and uh, and water would have killed any mortal. Guess who went and got him? Not mortals. We I, don't, they don't know this. But they haven't just dis- discerned it yet. But we know who didn't get this. They just explained this to us. The warriors of darkness. They're not alive. Oh, good point. <laughs> oh, right, right. they were three <laughs> got those. I, I was those. gonna say, like, like,
1: because, like, uh, either here or in the quest immediately after, we do immediately clock that it must have been like an asking A or, something or something like something right now. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, kind yeah. of. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, uh, yeah, it was that paladin of light who went, went and got yeah. him.
1: Alphinau offers him a chance to call off. He's like, look, call off the fighting. We'll help the ones who are down there back to a safe retreat. And instead he's like, no, I will suckle
0: at their despair. Yeah, he's like, well, this he's a trial problem in his opinion. He wants to Mm -hmm. save the rest of the oppressed people by sacrificing refugees i guess cool well
1: well, and it turns out that like he he holds like the uh, the the resistance of little alamigo in such contempt he views them as such cowards for having let their homeland like remain occupied this whole time and not sort of going in at them and so he really is like look like they don't even they don't even deserve their homeland so i'm just going to sacrifice them in -hmm. order to like gain the power that i need to do the real thing because people are all traitors exactly basically he views them as all traitors wow um so he begins to draw power out of the eyes, and Ida tries to punch him, which a hey, good, good her. strategy. Good but, her. but he jumps back, and he is completing a ritual to summon a primal, and then he just jumps backwards off the wall,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: he just crashes into the ground below Yeah, with a very gory splatting sound.
0: Oh, God, it's good. It's like
1: someone dropped a watermelon.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Rest in peace, Gallagher. And
1: we just all look over the wall, We're like, and his oh! corpse is just lying on the pavement yeah
0: so this the really good cinematography here i took a nice screenshot so i can alex can just (laughs) really revisit what happened so nice the the lighting effects are all black and red oh there's a little bit of blue kind of little little bisexual lighting when you think about it yeah definitely but but like um, that's where my
1: mind goes bisexual
0: lighting (laughs) the um the scene is yeah horrific and the eyes activate and uh, kind of a be a summoning ritual has kind yeah. of happened in the sky—a real big one, a big ether one orb we have not to form. quite seen in quite some time. Mm-hmm. Um, and one person amongst us has has the salute. Has um, and they have an idea. Yeah, Papalimo steps forward, um, pulls out Tube Samadhi, and Ida says something really. And well, he, he beckons us to I guess go or something, get out of here. And Ida says something really important. Uh, that you did, I I, I guess you didn't clock the first time. We'll talk about this later. But she says, she's like, oh, I've got a, I've got a spell. You know, I've got a spell that Luis taught me. And she says, don't you dare Papalimo! I know how that spell works. Uh Uh-huh. So, yes, the spell he is about to cast. uh, What is he kind of, what are the kind of operation of events at this point? Okay. It's like, like, um.
1: So, yeah, so Yedid yells at him to stop. She knows how the spell works. That's when Hilda and Yugi arrived with the airship. You're right. Yeah. I got the order wrong. so a lot but that happened. Papalima tells her to go. He's like, you know, look, your path does not end here. Mm, he insists that path. we take her and that we all realize that we have no choice but to leave him here. Thankrid literally potato sacks her over his shoulder yeah. and rushes her onto the airship. And he tells me to leave as well. What did it, you choose? um I chose to stay, and then yeah. he energy blasted me back. I chose to stay with Papalemo, and then he energy
0: blasted Blast me back, back into the ship. The sh- yeah, I did. Th- I think I did that the first time, and energy blasted me. This time, I chose to trust him
1: because
0: mm-hmm. I, like, oh, I know what was going to happen. I was like, "Well, I haven't seen this option." Yeah, and I just, I just kind of sadly nodded at him and ran.
1: Yeah, and then he bids farewell to his dear Ida, and he summons a bunch of giant. Which oh, interesting. He interesting again. The naming stuff. I'm hmm, okay. We're gonna get to it. Yeah. But like him bidding farewell to her as Ida is interesting. Yeah. And he summons a bunch of giant crystal spears and drives them into the flesh orb that is deforming primal, trapping it in a like elegant looking spherical light grid. Sure, like what was containing Bahamut. This is definitely like you know this thing that Louis Suave was doing earlier also. Yes. With and then mm-hmm. and
0: that's it. And the yeah uh, the the camera pans to him. He says I, Louis, I was ever I was ever. Let's see if I do you proud or something like i can't remember his actual final words they're probably really important uh and meaningful i didn't do my homework but the the point is that he's he's like he is he is yes he's definitely he definitely was the best student he's the the oldest member of the scions he was 42 um i think Oriange is like the next oldest at like 29 He's 29. Urianger is 29. I I don't believe that. Final Fantasy is wild with ages. I don't wild. believe that. Urianger is 29. I don't that, think so. That man is in his 40s. That also. man is such a boomer. <laughs>
1: 29. Fuck off. Anyway, fuck off. <laughs> anyway.
0: I looked s- it up. I was like, I know Pavlina was the oldest. He doesn't look He's just small, but like he's kind of a wise figure. So. Yes. Um, You had some doubts as to whether or not he was actually going to be dead.
1: Yeah. Here, I was like, I thought this was going to be the kind of thing where, like, we all think he's dead. And then, like, I don't know, halfway through Stormblood's, like, his comatose corpse washes up on a beach Uh and, like, we, like, bring him back to life or whatever. But the way they talk about it over the course of these next few quests.
0: I mean, the way Ida said. (laughs) I don't think so. I think Papalimo is really gone. Well, yeah, no. uh, Papalimo is very gone. Ida preempted this moment. Like, she took that moment to say, "Uh -uh." (laughs) uh-uh. Because there was, again, only one person who'd cast it before. Mm-hmm. And what happened to that person? <laughs> also vanished. Yeah, like, then, like consumed two, all his like, ether. Yeah. Well, actually, I think maybe two... two I don't know. The Point is, Tup Amati... <laughs> Tup turns out... I don't know. He just... He had to do... What he had to do. To be fair, Louis Thwa was trying to contain Bahamut. There's a couple things different here. So, like, the parody... Par- the, the, the two... Scenarios we're drawing comparisons too. I'm going to be quick. Um, Louis Swag containing Bahamut. Um, he had a little bit more ether and time to prepare this spell than Papalimo did. Um, he engraved... He kind of like set up fake shrines to the 12 that the Orsians would just believe in so that he could then summon the 12 mm. to cast this containment spell. Papalimo did not have that no, time. No, he didn't have any of that. He just so immediately he just was just like... he used his body. He used his life force to... to do, and like um the primal is not quite as big as bahamut to be fair but um it's i think the second it's definitely second to bahamut and bahamut had a thousand years of whatever going for it so like and the size we saw the size of bahamut like like but at the same time so like there's there's kind of comparisons being made but um one poetic thing about this, these parallels is that Papalimo did end up succeeding where Louis Sois ultimately failed. Yeah. Louis Sua had a backup, but. <laughs> he cast the spell and the primal was safely contained.
1: Well, and just like the thing I'm thinking about is that, like. Papalimo, I found kind of like charmingly obnoxious at the start of the game. Yeah. But like. He was just starting to grow on me. Yeah. I was kind of looking forward to we spending more a... time with this guy. Kinda.
0: I. Mm, so. Even still, he was kind of like, "Oh, you said you were gonna punch the Griffin before. Now you're saying you're gonna wring his neck. It would be cool if you made your mind up beforehand." I'm like, "Shut okay, up! I okay. hate this character." <laughs> okay, so you're not you're not too broken up about <laughs> not, him getting no, the heroic not no not at all. Like, it's eh, sweet that he sacrificed himself to save every to buy us time. Um, like, yeah, sir, I would uh, that's honorable. I would certainly sacrifice myself to buy the entire planet some time to deal with it. <laughs> an inner inner whatever the fuck world ending cataclysmic event um but, but yeah they're very sad about this yes
1: anyway louis was find a student final quest basically just recaps a bunch of stuff we've already just said like right. just everyone's like we should keep an eye on that big cocoon
0: i think now i think there used to be um the the the, the name of this quest used to be very different there was a obviously huge spot i want to find the exact thing but it was like there was a huge like like the if you looked at the quest list, at some point after like, but like before when they release the the quest what, be, was it like Poppa it Limp was like Papalima's last yeah last request or something or something <laughs> stupid like that it was like oh my god like in memory of is still bad enough like that's still mm-hmm. there and you can't like they should change that please like hello <laughs> that's a huge spoiler but that was they they actually changed that one but because it was like well by the time they kind of. New quest embargo lifted on their own site. They're like, "Oh, oh, <laughs> people, people know that this character they they <laughs> they run into right away dies." <laughs> yeah, this game does, uh, in fact, do permadeath.
1: It so does do permadeath. Yep, which I respect. I respect mm-hmm. taking characters off the board.
0: Right. So, at, in one fell swoop, with this, with these, pa- these quests, we've lost <laughs> Minfilia, <laughs> the, it's the eyes of Nidhogg, Those are two MacGuffins. Tup I guess was kind of a MacGuffin. Is he a MacGuffin? They're just, we're wrapping up a lot of threads we're, here. We're closing. Just tidying up five things I am not super fond of, and I'm thrilled. Okay.
1: i want to take us through these next quests. We're going to move quick. Yes. The obvious solution. Time has passed. We're, oh, hell yeah. We're meeting the council back at Gridania, and we're like, what do we do about this big cocoon trapped in a light sphere, the thing that Papulemo bought us time to do? And while we're all talking about this, we cut to uh, Vesper Bay, where a One Piece character just shows up. <laughs> this giant guy in a straw hat who apparently rode across the ocean in a rowboat. Yeah. <laughs> he like he, he immediately collapses from hunger. And I think it's Oriange shows up and is like, well, you're far from home and like takes him in or whatever. Yeah. Back at the council meeting, we figured out there's a primal inside this thing and the imperial sent an airship to check it out it got shot down so like and it's like again no diplomatic communication here we're not talking to the gallians and being like hey uh we didn't make the sphere you didn't make the sphere should we both like solve the sphere together no no communication Mm -mm. so
0: well they think they're the
1: primal could be a source from the calamity yada yada yada, big deal all of a sudden nero walks
0: in god yes (laughs) cocky motherfucker i love him so much such an asshole You thought you th- you thought the characters from the Crystal Tower would never be shown again.
1: <laughs> Kinda. <You're- laughs> I'm wondering about our cat boy now. But <laughs>
0: Nero's back. <laughs>
1: N- Nero's back. It's um. I have my note says this voice acting is great and I hate this guy.
0: So <laughs> <laughs> I love him so much. <laughs>
1: He's, just, he's constantly, make, he's negging all of us, he's making fun of everyone, he's going like, look, the only thing that can handle that orb is the same thing that handled Bahamut originally, the Omega device. Good point. So, you know, there's immediate objections to this, and chief them, among them being, well, Omega is... Great,
0: what, what happens
1: when he does, <laughs> right? It's like, and also, it's a wreck that no one knows how to turn on. Well... Oh, what are you saying? No, though? exactly. Exactly. And Nero's like, don't you know who I am? I restored the Ultima weapon. I'm a mechanical genius, and I'm graciously offering you my expertise. You know, like, uh, what's the other option? Just send the vaunted hero in and hope for the best? And it's like, well, it's kind of worked out for us so far. But, <clears throat> no, g- good point. Okay. So, finally, Connie Senna is like, look, even if it works, what next? Won't we repeat the mistakes of the elegans? And he's like, no, it's a tool. We use. We choose how the tool is used. It's up to us. So um, Sid is like, this didn't go well for the Allegans And Nero like, the whole point of us being engineers is to prevent misuse. Isn't the point of your slogan, freedom through technology? Like, we're we're all on the same page here. Let's just use the giant ancient mm-hmm. allegan robot to stop the primal. And they ask for my input. Like, should we do this? Yes or no? And I'm honestly like, yeah, let's see what happens.
0: <laughs> <laughs> makes a good point.
1: So, okay the council's like okay fine sid nero you guys go off and try to activate it and yugiri you go with them to kill nero if you need to love that (laughs) (laughs) you know just in case
0: look if he turns out to be still an asshole in a bad way (laughs) you can kill him
1: okay so the greater obeisance is the next quest we're um there's this bit here where like they make us like go to the airship landing and take the excelsior back to the rising stones and i thought it was gonna be because like we're gonna get a cutscene mid-flight of us being attacked by something it's just like we're (laughs) now we're here why (laughs) it was it was like whatever i don't know why we do this
0: yeah that was it me neither
1: and we get back to the Rising Stones. Nero's like, how primitive. Aren't you the Scions? No magic anywhere? And Tataro's like, I've got a magitech kettle. It's great.
0: It's the best. Shut the fuck up. And he's like, oh, and then walks to the other side of the room. <laughs> I, oh, I want to get on her bad side.
1: And then our big samurai man from the docks also bursts in and he's like, oh, he's like, oh, it's the home of the Scions. I'm here at the Invitation of Rianja. Oh
0: yeah, while we're busy talking about this intergalactic this I mm-hmm. want to say intergalactic. It's this this world-ending threat. He's like, "Uh, excuse me." <laughs>
1: He's like, "Yugiri, the Shadow Walker, you're here." And she's like, "Gosetsu? Why are you here?" What the fuck? <laughs> And he's like he, he turns out like I think and he they're just like explains everything, yeah. yeah like like the, the students of the same master or whatever and he's come to retrieve her to bring her home to her homeland of Doma because their master is like languishing in dire peril and
0: she's like yeah that's cool dragon <laughs> yeah like also, obligation also supposed. empire
1: <laughs> also empire also like. They took us in here and gave us food and, like, really helped out, like, the, the our yeah. people. So we I kind of owe it to them to stick around and help them deal with this threat. And that's what our masters went also. And yeah. Gosetsu's like, oh, yeah, you're right. He would. Okay. And Nero does not give a shit about any of this. And mm-hmm. he does butt in and is like, can we get on with I, this I already? did
0: speak They don't know it's a dragon yet.
1: <laughs> they don't know it's a dragon yet. They know it's a big,
0: scary They orb. know a big, scary primal.
1: But... At the mention of the Empire, Gosetsu perks up and he's like, Oh well, I hate the Empire. I I'll I'm oath him. bound to fight Imperials wherever I go, so hey, lead on.
0: So we head off to Cart now.
1: Yeah. Oh, before we do, Tataro pulls me aside to give me oh, the some new clothing. <laughs> Tataro's been working on new clothing this whole time. I
0: the, what do you think of this outfit? <laughs> it looked like a greaser crossed with an eighties businessman. It's real bad. It's real bad. No one would in their right mind would wear this. Yeah, it looks like a Yakuza character. There it's got a uh it's like a white blazer with uh a gray tie and a black undershirt. But Oh I mean you can dye it, whatever.
1: The white blazer. There's a lot
0: of there's a lot of embellishments on it and it's like pleated it's like a pleated white leather blazer
1: the cut on this jacket oh, makes cut's it look real bad like it looks like
0: a, it looks like a like a biker jacket like it looks yeah. like it's from the 50s it it does it's it's kind of it kind of it almost flares out at the waist in a way that is really it doesn't suit anyone was, the pants are really high and they've got a weird gray they're like leather pants but they have like a lighter gray leather ring band around one like double ring band around one leg the color scheme. I mean, you can dye them whatever you want, but like, still, this is not it. This I'm, is not
1: I'm it. never wearing this again. It's, the Thank monocle
0: you. that you get with it too is so it's so <laughs> atrociously huge. <laughs>
1: Tataru, I love you. There Thank are, you for the so charms ma- you sewed into the lining. I'm never
0: wearing this there again. There is so many better monocles out there.
1: Okay, <laughs> fly through my pretty. Next quest.
0: We didn't even, yeah, we didn't even mention the tailoring thing, but whatever. Whatever.
1: (laughs) Fly from our pretty next quest. We land on the Omega Ruins. Nero's been here before, which said immediately clocks. And like, you know, Nero's like, yeah, of course I have. Duh. Garleans arrive because of course they do. It's someone who Nero knows. I don't even have his name written down. It's a big dude in green armor. We have to like fight them off while Nero and Sid get inside and start working on this thing. Gosetsu fights alongside us. Whatever. It's a duty fight. Um, it's kind of a tough fight. So Nero calls in an airstrike of a mech suit. And then like my character like, grins at the side of the mech suit. It's,
0: yeah, well, it's the mech It's his red one. It's uh,
1: it, Nero's red mech suit, yeah. yeah. Sweet. And so we get into it. And we just we, yeah, destroy start all, the all these Garlean <laughs> soldiers with and this mech. And the guy's like, oh, retreat. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Whatever. This fight's not interesting. We follow Sid and Nero inside to the interior of the control chamber. Yes. They've gotten it operational. Yes. They're waking it up. Yes. Lots of cool mechanical things happen. Omega immediately detects a cocoon from like halfway Omega across shows the up. continent. And what
0: is it? Describe this. Describe this robot. It's like a four-legged. It's a big spider lizard frog
1: <laughs> frog robot that we're gonna find out later can fly extremely well.
0: Oh my god! it's like twists its head around. It's fucking creepy as hell. I, god. It's like... got
1: this weird like red line in the front that like mm-hmm. glows as it homes in on like primal energy or whatever.
0: Yeah, there's a lot. There's like all these pulsing cylinders all over it.
1: And Sid. Sid clocks something immediately of concern, which is like, there's no controls on this thing. It's autonomous. We just turn it on, and it goes after the, like the big source of primal energy and does its thing. Yeah. So we're just gonna we're gonna hit the go button, and then once it captures the primal, we can put the thing all back into stasis. Yes, hopefully. But in between, we have no control over what this thing does. Yep. Okay. Cool. And Nero's like, look, if that fails, we'll force an emergency shutdown. Do I know how to do that? No. Will I figure out in time if I have to? Yes, Absolutely. Obviously. <laughs> I'm great. <laughs> so it's like, Yido's like, are we doing the right thing? But then pretty quickly, she's like, yes, we're doing the right thing, and slams the button. I don't
0: know why she has been the one to slam the button.
1: Whatever. That was weird. Above the wall, the cocoon is breaking apart, and the primal emerges. It's a giant dragon it's demon a giant thing. Silver dragon, yes, so. Giant silver dragon, yes. Giant silver dragon. Then Omega zooms after it. And sets its eyes on it, or, or like a couple things happen. And so this, there's, yeah, this you is a very it.
0: big. This is a first of just fucking awesome cutscene. Big fight. This fucking this cutscene is bananas. So many salvos <laughs> of missiles. And, and, oh man. So yeah, big thing happens. Like yeah, Omega kind of breaks the cocoon open to get get at this fucking thing. The dragon hatches out and sends a tsunami. At him. First thing it does, just sends a big fucking wave of water, which should just be like, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> Immediately. Clarifies what this dragon is capable of: just complete natural disaster. summons a tsunami. summons a complete tsunami. This region already fucked. <laughs> Whatever is beyond this wall is not this wall area. Totally toast. Um, Omega that yeah shoots a bunch of lasers at it. Pops out of it. The tsunami completely unfazed. Starts zooming after him. Um, shoots more. Shoots more missiles at it. He's dodging the missiles. <laughs> and then as he's like like the pace of this cutscene is so quick too. Like the, you see his shittery off in the distance. Omega zooming in and then like in the blink of an eye, like five lasers shoot. It's out, and Omega dodges all of them really quick before you register what's happening. It's like, Whoa. And then like an instant, like instant lightning bolt, just like shocks. It's Omega all, afterwards, And he falls back and then he zooms back up.
1: It's all happening like faster than any like human could pilot it. Like it's it really like, kind uh-oh. of conveys you about it's almost like these two autonomous beings, just like going at each it's other at maximum so good. speed. It's very cool.
0: Very cool. Um, More dodging missiles, ducking and weaving between the the things. And um, once Shinryu buys some time with that lightning bolt, he begins to unhinge his jaw and charge up a super laser. Uh, Omega also kind of folds up into this sort of triangle formation uh, and does like a more mathematical looking, more geometric looking laser firing laser and then they do the whole like laser blast meat yeah. thing and then it, it causes just a giant explosion
1: it's it's like a nuke going off it's a giant blue mm-hmm. explosion Vortex-y of energy cloud. with a cloud
0: and i'm like oh that's not good for the world
1: i'm like is this a calamity like this could be a calamity this seems <laughs> it's pretty very, cl- calamitous. It feels like it's
0: very close um but and it,
1: Oh, oh, and, then, and then they just like and then this whole explosion goes off and then we see both omega and the and um and should mm-hmm. like streak off through the we night i don't know the name of it but they tell yeah. it to mm-hmm. us pretty
0: quickly they both just kind of streak off into the western territory
1: and then we go back to the control room where it turns out we haven't seen any of no, this we're just we're like, like, but there's Omega's no cameras turns off on its own which and, is creepy yes it is like uh why did it turn off did and it, Nero's like lose <laughs> oh <Uh-oh. laughs> And my thought here is, like, did, did we just commit an act of war? We just effectively set off a giant magical explosion literally right inside the wall that the Empire considers its border. Uh-huh. Like, we did, we did take the action that caused Omega to do all of that. If the Gryphon wanted to provoke aggression, that sure seems like it would do it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean... Well, if we continue on the quest, where do we go now, <laughs> right?
1: Um, oh, and at this point, Ida's, like, the mark on her neck, sh- it fades. Mm-hmm. Because, like, you know, the, with the cocoon destroyed, Papalimo's Lim- uh, Papa spell is fading, and with, like, and the, the last remnant of him What was nice fades.
0: about this part, and doing it in time, too, at the time, was that there was a break between 3.5 and 3.55. 3.55 mm-hmm. is where the, all this sort of happened, all this shit. And then... Um, So we got some time with Papalimo's moon in the sky. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that was cool. Like it was that is cool. Yeah, they do. They do actually make lasting changes, kind of at least to the skybox, to the world. Well, they they started experimenting that with that more. This expansion with the whole Alexander thing, um, and and then now this moon. So um, the yeah. So that was nice, but then yeah, he fully fades and he's gone. Yeah, he's gone. Most of his essence is gone uh omega blew it up yeah i kind of wonder how long that spell would have lasted but it, it was temporary
1: it makes me wonder also right like like, like uh, there's a part of me that's like my god we just escalated things dramatically we just shotgunned a primal into the garleans territory this is the one thing they're most afraid of a primal but, and a big rope <laughs> yes but also like i mean if it was going to happen anyway like we probably we're making the best of a bad situation uh-huh. in the far edge of fate which is the next quest we rush back to meet with the council basically what and the hell happened <laughs> and Kanye sent his first comment is like she's like oh thank you for doing what had to be done and Sid is like uh did we do what had to be done we didn't actually see anything <laughs>
0: <laughs> please help we're so confused omega just turned off <laughs> yes
1: and like so we learn the domains have coined a name for this mm-hmm. uh giant promo called shinryu based on like a belief that they have yeah
0: so like it's not actually, I mean, like, so they were kind of hinting that they were going to summon Ralgar, right? We were like, yes. oh, finally, we're going to get one of the 12, right? Mm-hmm. Not nope. quite. They, I don't know, something mechanic, but like, basically, if it looks like Godzilla and it acts like Godzilla, you call it Godzilla, <laughs> basically. So they had a, a thing, and they're like, all right, we'll go with that. It's not actually Ralgar.
1: Nope, it's Shinryu. Mm-hmm. And then Raban says they're sending troops to sh- s- secure the Grudanian border. While well, like, well, all the troops are there in disarray, and I'm like, boy, again, if I was the Garlians, I would also read all of this as declaration of war. Yeah. But um, like, we, well, we're, we're like, well, Omega's over there. Can the Garlians do anything with it? And Nero's like, no, it's in stasis. It'll be fine.
0: I don't think it's gonna be fine. I don't think it's gonna be. I don't think it's gonna be great. No. No. But we well, at this point, we kind of resolve though to.
1: Hmm. Yeah, like, like Get we're like, okay, there. we need to go make, we're going to need to go make allies inside the resistance that's inside Giribania, because mm-hmm. we need to, like, be prepared for the Garlean retaliation.
0: And we need to f- deal with that primal threat. Yes. That we, yeah.
1: Yeah, and so we all, um, so Alphino and I head up to these, like, to the watch platform to gaze upon what remains of the wall. Ishtola and Kryle are, I have a note here saying Ishtola and Kryle are unharmed, unfortunately. I think I meant to say are unharmed, fortunately. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Unbelievable. Whatever. And by the time that we get up there, you know, Ida's up on the platform as well. And she's reflecting on the fact that, you know, that with the light gone, all that's left of Papalino is also gone. And that even though it, it was temporary, she still wasn't really ready for him to really truly have uh, have gone. And this is when she pulls off her mask and her hat. Finally. And I was like, what is going on? And we see her face for the first time, and she has very long blonde hair and very bright blue eyes. And she says that she can't hide in Papalimo's shadow anymore, nor behind her sister's mask. And this is where we get yeah. all Here of her go. backstory. She was a child when the Empire marched in 20 years ago, and her father, who had been a fighter against the Mad King, you know, um, also went off to fight the Guardians and never came back. Her sister was also like, you know, a resistance fighter, and she was strong and she was kind and she always knew what to do and she and like and her she always looked up to her older sister. And when the Garleans came or sorry, um and then when the Garleans came and her father disappeared, you know what she remembers after that is that she and her sister were just running, running, running until they reached Charlien. And that's this is when Ishtola drops like, you know, the big reveal which is that she always knew you still was like that's why you took her name isn't it everyone knew except us it turns out that sorry go on ida is not actually ida ida is ida's younger sister and you know papalimo basically convinced all the rest of the science to let her continue the charade because it clearly like was something that mattered to her was to take up her sister's name and her mantle and but she finally comes clean and confesses that you know the the original ida died six years ago on a mission smuggling refugees out of el amigo and so the the character we've known as Ida this whole time her actual name is Lise. Wow, Papalima brought her her sister's mask, and she decided she wanted to be his partner instead. Like she wanted to step into her sister's shoes and play the role, and not because she wanted to become her sister exactly, but she's just she didn't know who she was herself, and so this yeah, is kind neither of a did the
0: writers of <laughs> this fucking game. <laughs> This is so stupid. This you is so stupid. Oh, I love this. You don't like this. How did you like this? There was there was one foreshadowing like two minutes ago. There was it just okay. This whole game again. And, like they did not know what the fuck they were going to do with this character. At no, all. Uh, they did not. There's no. There's no. This is this is Ida making Papalimo's death all about herself. This is I hate this. No, uh,
1: okay, you hate this. I guess what I like is I like sort of like the the bit that I buy is sort of this active kindness of all the Scions, kind of like yeah, seeing the scared little girl yeah, and being like, yeah, fine. we'll play along. We'll let her play at being they her didn't sister.
0: Do, they didn't actually, that didn't actually do anything with that. There could have sure. had so many parts where like she was kind of slipping up or like maybe she has borderline personality disorder or something like that. Where she really was struggling with this ident- like grief and identity thing or like there's just if there was nothing there were like a couple maybe moments where like Ida was like, I don't know if that's a good idea or where like it was just sort of like a broken clock is right twice okay. kind of thing but like not really nothing nothing up until this point has like I've been looking so hard too
1: <laughs> interesting that this is the moment where I'm kind of like okay with it and you're so angry this about is it
0: <laughs> so i will i still like Lise. i think Lise is a fine character okay i do not think the transition from ida into Lise is good i do not (laughs) think that this is i don't think it's well timed i don't think i think it does a disservice to papalimo's death because again she's just making it about her
1: sure i see that
0: um and she which is like true, like those, probably Pap- those last words were to her, and like they were just kind of, they didn't, they obviously didn't know what to do with these characters. <laughs> they didn't, they didn't.
1: No, they were making it up as they went along.
0: Yeah, they kind the, of, uh and it didn't, you just didn't have to have this whole, this just didn't have to happen.
1: I mean, in that context, like,
0: there was no, there was the only, they just wanted, like, a, this was a marketing thing, right? So, Stormblood came out, and, like, the cover art had this image of this beautiful blonde-haired, blue-eyed woman on it that we didn't really know who it was. Sure. I mean, we kind of could have figured it out, especially if you were paying attention And like, um, a while ago, there was, like, a crack in her mask at one point, and we saw that she had a blue eye. But like So, like, some people clocked it, but they were like, hmm. And, like, the trailer, which we'll watch after this, like, has her, her like, in it prominently. So they, like, wanted this new character, right? But they had all these other characters to get rid of. So it just feels like such a horrible... Kind of, like, drafted it on, like, oh, it's been her all along. Yeah, but it's not. It's so unsatisfying. It's fine. Again, I think Lise is a fine character. It's fine. Um, Okay. I don't hate her. I don't, like, actively dislike her. I think that she does shit. Like, she is an actionable character that that has motivations um, and a personality. And like relationships that matter to other people. unlike certain other blondes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow.
1: She's gone forever. She's not coming back. You she's don't need to...
0: <laughs> just saying, I'm just saying she's farther up on the tier list, but this particular moment is. Uh, uh, I've, 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 I've said my piece. Okay. Like, you said your is, piece. It is not, it is not foretold. Well, <laughs> it,
1: in that context of, like, setup for everything, I do – we talked about it a bit earlier, but, mm-hmm. like, you're right. Also, they're taking so many MacGuffins off the board. <laughs> I'm kind of hoping that, like, there's going to be a little bit less, like, you know, constant just, like, following, like, where are the eyes of Nidhog? Where is Toop Samadhi? Where is, like yeah. – I'm hoping that they're just getting a little bit out of that mode of, like, making you track all these weird little art – like, yeah. weird little plot beats. Weird other side like... characters or whatever, yeah. That they never seem to have a plan for, right? That they always just seem to be like, and then it mm-hmm. came back hmm so we'll mm-hmm. see okay that is the scene that we get the scene in which like you know she's like look whatever happens now i'm doing it as me i'm doing it as least it's time to go liberate I'll let me go.
0: the the idea just the notion that you would take on somebody else's identity out of grief and then not have that be a traumatic more a more traumatic, yeah. Thing. Okay, like you can't just like immediately being able to just decide because somebody I guess, else, just because like somebody else died, like oh, it really happened, right? I'm Peppolimo now. I guess like, 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 <laughs> like she puts on a monocle and suddenly she's Peppolimo. Like and we're all like, all right, no, this. Kid-
1: you know more of what's coming if she's not that, really, like, grappling no, with that's this? that's not even like,
0: what I'm saying. Like, right now, it's, like, it's, like, such a such a 180. Sure. Immediately, She's, right? like,
1: immediately just, like, okay, this is who I am At now. At least now. It's, mm-hmm. like... Okay, yeah.
0: I don't know. Like, and everyone's, like, okay, cool. <laughs> like, wait, what? I don't know. I would not... Day okay. I mean, anyway.
1: This is basically the end. We have three short cutscenes here. I'm going to it's walk the them end. through really quick. Mm-hmm. At the end, Yugiri and Gosetsu contemplate, like, you know, um, he asks her if she regrets standing against the Empire, and she's like, nope, I've made my choice. This this battle continues. Um to the east, to Doma. And then we get credits roll. Yeah. And then we get, thankfully, only two follow-up cutscenes this time. One in which resistance members at the wall are scrambling oh, yeah. before the Empire can rally. Uh, Raban finds Pippin! And Pippin says nothing will dislodge him. He's he's so good. Such a good boy. He's a good boy. And Roban regards the flames and he vows to Ilbert he's going to finally take their homeland back. Yeah.
0: No, so, not, quite as, not quite as lengthy as 2.55. <laughs> no.
1: Second cutscene, some imperial palace, like, you know, amidst many stone lions mm-hmm. and griffins, an officer approaches the Viceroy and he's like, hey, should we divert some of the resources to undertake reconstruction of all the damage that just occurred? And the Viceroy just, just doesn't say anything. And he's like got it no okay <laughs> got it <laughs> <leave>. sorry bye <laughs> and the voice says the coming days will be most interesting mm-hmm. and we see a shot inside the helmet of him doing a creepy smile whatever yeah. okay that's the content
0: that is the content what uh what co- good content mostly very good content kind of scuffed it the, the landing in my opinion i'm glad you liked it i mean you liked it that's cool okay i mean like character development is good it's better than them not doing something with this character it,
1: and like it it retroactively like it read the retroactive sort of like addition to the science having like known it was her all along but kind of like playing along i I find it sweet
0: okay i don't i just don't buy it okay okay. i just don't buy it like it would have been actually funny if none of them (laughs) what maybe they could have just been like twins they have other they can have more than one twin that's true like, it's just like twins. Be, twins like, do happen. Like, like yeah, and if it's like an older sister by a couple years, it's like oh, of course we're gonna. Like, what like what? I don't know. They, I, I refuse to believe that after all this time, that none of them let slip that they knew who she was, at any point. Right. Okay.
1: We, I think we have to get off this topic. Are we going to watch the Stormblood trailer?
0: Uh, no, we're going to do the ad read. Oh, we're going to do the ad read. Actually, we, should we do the Stormblood trailer or should we do the ad read?
1: Let's let's pay the bills. Well, I mean, so this this um this week episode month whatever this bi-weekly episode <laughs> you know don't worry about it a few months back we encouraged everyone to check out tulip.com for your tulip bulb investing needs and oh. you know from the sounds of it a lot of you did we got a lot of feedback that you found the entire tulip derivative future swap trading process to be cumbersome and confusing oh no which is why tfx reached out to us to sponsor tonight's show yeah. the tulip financial exchange is a new online trading platform that makes it simple and easy to manage your portfolio okay you know, it's um, I've got the website in front of me right now, actually. Um, and you wouldn't believe how easy this whole process is. I could just press a button to transfer ten thousand dollars from my bank account into my TFX account, and the funds are available just like that.
0: Wow, must be nice.
1: Yeah, and same way I can transfer money back out by um. Okay, well, I click the button, and it says we're having trouble processing all customer withdrawals. Please try again later, but I'm sure that that's fine. Oh. It's a, this place is, it's an entirely legitimate business operation. You know, okay. they have tens of billions of dollars in customer assets and they're led by one of the most promising entrepreneurs of our time. Like you, you, you should check out, there's a great profile on him in the New York Times. Hmm. Okay. Well, the new headline says that he is wanted with a warrant out for his arrest for securities fraud, but you know, it's still a completely legitimate platform that you should check see, out. See, potentially- my bank doesn't
0: really allow transfers over like a certain size. You know, online immediately, like you kind of have to do that sort of in person, or like get get some. There's some sort of security measures. Um, what was that other bank you were using before? BMO Harris. BMO Harris. Huh.
1: Yeah, no. BMO Harris partnerships will let you transfer money directly to
0: uh, to the, the TFX Tulip Exchange. And just just any amount. Yeah, you must. They, they must trust you mm-hmm. really really well. Yeah, like it's, it's with like their money. Why 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 you can
1: do tremendous? Uh, no no wire limit. No daily wire limit.
0: Wow it's uh, yeah it's great is that that's a i guess technically a perk, <laughs> you, <laughs> could, perk you, of could, of you could call using, that a perk if you
1: wanted to of using bmo harris for your, as your bank of choice for your tulip trading
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah well yeah i mean that's the the, the part where your tulip trading comes from Ex- yes and then becomes tulip tulips tulip, tulip bulbs, little well, bulb, t- bulbs tulip bulb derivative swaps uh-huh sorry okay
1: Anyway, normally at this point, I would give you a promo code that would be worth $50 cash bonus when you sign up. But mm-hmm. I am looking at the redemption page, and it does just say that the FBI wants me to preserve all records of transactions carried out with this organization. So we're going to check back in on TFX next week and see if everything is oh, in better well, I shape.
0: I hope Emo Harris has really good, re- <laughs> really good automated records.
1: Yes. Okay. It's all on the blockchain. Mm. Oh, good. So, you know, maybe check out TFX, but after they've got some stuff sorted out.
0: Mm, maybe maybe do that maybe do that okay so stormblood you know this uh, this would be a really good time for us to take a bathroom break but i did invest in last episode's sponsor so i am stuck to this chair on my (laughs) backbone oh you can't get out but i will let you i will i will we'll take this we'll take this moment to do a quick break okay and then we'll watch the stormblood trailer i'll be back in a sec you will not i'll still be here Okay, we are back, and we just... We'll do a little bit of bonus content here before we close out, but we um, watched the demo of Stormblood. Um, so we, th- you, this is accessible in the main menu if you click demos and title. So we click Stormblood, and we watch that. Um B- well i guess it, overall impression what do uh, you think
1: sick as shit it's very I, good <laughs> good like i think called it kind of a bait and switch right yeah opens up we're like looking at what appears to be all amigo kind big of a waterfall area. yeah the de- waterfalls deserts oh, yeah. we're sparring with lease on top of a giant statue doing lots of cool kung fu shit uh-huh and i'm like great okay kind of what i expected like you know i assume this is what we're doing and then the whole second half of it is a lot more doma than i was <laughs> anticipating <laughs> yeah
0: yes it yes, turns it out is.
1: we're also going to japan
0: yes so right we, we are going to the far east as well as alamigo we're gonna be kind of dealing all all doing dealing all sorts of with occupied territories there was that bit where like i said hey is that
1: samurai gonna cut those bullets in half as they get shot at him <laughs> and then they get shot at him and he sure cut those bullets in half
0: very good <laughs> whole bunch of other things too um so yeah they he interestingly enough you you did not clock Elise right away and you thought that she was a dancer. So did a lot of other people. <laughs> she looks like the dancer. She's got the big trilly scarf. And yeah, everything. she was fighting with cloth which is actually what like dancers did in Final Fantasy Tactics, but I guess that was a bit I mean it was just we didn't it was Elise just being a monk, the special version of a monk, I don't know.
1: I now am uncertain about what the scope of the story for Stormblood is going to be. Because yep. I was thinking it would just be Alamigo, but boy, it looks like we're getting a bit more than that.
0: Yes, we certainly are. Um, we will have to find out soon enough where we're going um, pretty quick. Uh, we'll find out yeah, the scope of things pretty quickly, I think, as we get into it. But it's always fun to see that kind of thing, get excited for the new content. Absolutely. I don't know. Maybe, like, I can't remember when we're, we were actually in the timeline or supposed to see that because, like... Like, I can't remember when they teased Stormblood. It was probably before, 5. 3.56 5. or whatever, but like, who cares. Um, we'll just keep doing it right at the end to get excited for the next one. So um, Yes, so next episode is going to be 4.0, but we're going to be doing um, the main story quests for the first segment of it. And it doesn't – I don't think – i don't think it's segments off like it does in Heaven's Word. i think we can just do the first kind of quote unquote zone okay um until i I guess we'll we'll hammer it out but y'all know what i'm talking about if you know this far but like it's gonna be kind of the first chunk of things from maybe level 61 to 62 it'll be split up into five again or so maybe maybe more who knows i mean we'll time it a lot i think yeah. it'll work just fine. similar to it'll it's it'll be a similar to heaven's word kind of deal yes um very exciting very exciting but we're we're gonna enter into 4.0 storm buds will be in storm blood and on that note i mean born from buds storm of buds as is actually happening we're gonna be in the born of blood storm of blood part we're in it now um we've been the storm buds baby until next time good night good night
1: here uh-huh.